Coco Talk is an unscripted live broadcast. Anything can and will happen. The views and opinions expressed by members of the panel and the live audience are their own and not necessarily those of the Coco Talk show, its sponsors, affiliates, or subsidiaries. Open minds encourage, sense of humor recommended. If any off color comments were made, we're sorry. Hi, this is Dale Leader, designer of TRS 80 Color Baseball, and you're listening to Coco Talk. talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. It's time to drop your socks and grab your real-time clocks and let's rock. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, cause Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. Oh yeah, we're here. Coco Talk episode 140, rocking the 8-bit world, wrapping up 2019. And what are we going to talk about this week, boys and girls? Probably something to do with the Coco. What do you think? Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. All right, we're here. Fred Dufois has joined us on Facebook Live and in YouTube. We got all kinds of people out here. We got Matchy Games, Curtis Boyle, Mark O555 Robotics, and Mark Overholzer, and Mark B, and Nick Morota, and Ben Drakes. So uh, we've already got uh, 10 people watching us live in YouTube, and the show just started. We've got a panel of people who I will try to introduce in no particular order other than uh, how about we start with the host of last week's show, uh, Rob Man, How you doing, Rob? Good morning, everybody. I'm here to answer all of Richard Lorbieski's complaints in real time. <laughs> you're, you're, the, you're the complaint RMA department. So perfect. That's right. Excellent, excellent. He sounds like God. So Rob Ianman is here, uh, also helping us um, host and, and, and uh, provide color commentary to last week's show is Nick Marota. Nick Marota, Nick Marota, how are you, Nick? Hello, nice to see you all. And uh, Rob, I'm glad you're here because I discovered... Reason number two why a Coco 2 is not quite enough. That would be oh, the, yes. Well, the, it is never would, enough. That would be the RGB-patched version of Buzzard Bait, my all-time favorite game. Oh, <laughs> I'm not even familiar with that one. Yeah, it's not any standard SD card image. You have to search elsewhere. And there's been a few games that have been converted to uh, use RGB patching for Coco 3, so you get, to get uh, better colors. Okay, well, that's just far out. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of far out, uh, this guy's got enough stuff behind him to give a computer a seizure. But coming to us from Mission Control <laughs> and somewhere deep inside the Matrix, David O'Connor. Good day. Hey, hey, everybody. Good day. <laughs> hey, you all doing? We're doing it's, good. Uh, We're doing good. We've just been joined by Retro 
Innovations. <laughs> Retro Innovation says, oh, look, Ben has the nicest picture on the panel. <laughs> That's good to know. Um, so let's jump down to Ben. Is that Ben Drake from Explore VR? Are you with us, Ben? Yes, I'm with you all. Uh, I had a great Christmas. I hope you all did too. Excellent. Well, thanks for joining us. I do have your game, uh, which we can hopefully show in our Game On segment today. If you can tell me how to play it and hopefully I can get past level one, uh, that'll be good. So welcome, Ben. Uh, because I'm going in completely random order, I'm not sure who I've spoken to or who I haven't spoken to yet, but I know who I'm going to speak to next. It's a guy who gets things, and a lot of times they're books. You know who I'm talking about. We're talking about Brian Weasler. Hello, Brian. Hello. Welcome. Welcome to the program. Glad to have you on again, our last show of the year. Good to be here. Um, the guy's rocking New Year's Eve. He's like the Dick Clark of Coco Talk. We're talking about Terry Steggy. What's going on there, Terry? Hey, guys. How's everybody doing? We're doing good. Above Terry, uh, he's got an apple in the background, and nobody's perfect, but we let him on the show anyways. Mark D. <laughs> Overholzer. Thank you, thank you. I'm running uh, Alien Downpour from Michael Packard, released Excellent. a couple years ago. Excellent. Speaking of Apple, he works for Apple, and now that the cat is out of the bag and the gifts are unwrapped, he helped me get Christmas gifts from my kid using his uh, employee discount. John Lowry is with us. Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? Good. The girls loved their stuff, so thank you. That's good to, good you. to hear. My oldest, my oldest daughter got the latest, greatest uh, Apple Watch version 5 or whatever, Apple Watch 5 with the big mon- mega screen on it, and my youngest daughter got the wireless ear pods or whatever the heck they're called. So John hooked us up. I'm my, my Santa's little helper. Thank you, John. Um, You're most welcome. We have one of the most artistic members of our community, and that would be Ron Delvo. How are you there, Ron? Hello, everybody. I'm here with my TDP 100 and my Color Computer 3. Excellent. One of the most Australian members of our community, hey. Nick Morentes. Good eye. Good eye, everyone. Yep. Uh, happy Merry Christmas and uh, soon to be a Happy New Year, I guess. Absolutely. You're in the future. You might already be in the new year. What's it like? Not quite. Not quite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's not a Canadian, but he lives in a city that sounds like one. Jason, the Coco Man Rikers with us. Coco Talk. Wash with light colors, do not bleach, tumble low dry. <laughs> so how many Christmas cards have you gotten now? Uh, two misdirected Christmas cards and a for real Christmas card for Mr. David Ladd. David nice. Ladd. Dave, I got a David Ladd Christmas yeah. card, too. It's, it's it's right above my fireplace. Um, <laughs> we don't have fireplaces in Florida. That was the joke. Oh, I thought it was either that or it was in the basement. <laughs> yeah, in the basement. It's in the, it's in the basement fireplace, yes. Uh, right next to the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> James Dippendaffer is with us, the guy who made my head explode. We can never live that one down. How you doing there, James? I came to chew bubble gum and cause rage quits, and I'm all out of bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> a, a guy who's not known for having much enthusiasm, especially during his introduction, but he's here. He's wearing a tie. This way, I turn the volume up. down now. Yeah. Sir, David Ladd, how are you today, sir? Oh, I'm doing great, and everybody that knows how my week's been going, I've been playing with the Grease Weasel like crazy, doing floppy stuff, and it's just been an exciting week, and Curtis has got some nifty stuff that I've been tinkering with from Nitrous 9 that he's been fixing. Oh, I've been 
I'd just been in heaven. Oh, yeah. It was a good Christmas, in other words. Way to drag me into it, David. So, in other words, a very subdued David Ladd. Very subdued David Ladd. He's on his meds. So, yeah. Uh, Yeah. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And I believe, last but certainly not least, the creator of Digger 3, hottest new game to the color computer next to Gunstar, Chet Simpson's in the house. Hello, Chet. Good morning, Aaron. Afternoon and evening, everybody. How's everybody doing today? Fan doing good. Frick, Very good. Awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Uh, Chris Poacher has joined us uh, from Facebook. I believe Chris Poacher is in the UK. Maybe one of Ben's neighbors. Say hi to your neighbor, Ben Drakes. Chris Poacher is one of the Dragon guys, right? He has the group with the uh, micro deal and everything else. He's, I'm, if I'm thinking of Chris uh, correctly. Hey, Chris. It's a pretty cool guy. Oh, He's a cool guy. <laughs> And uh, Retro Innovation says, hey, it's Nick Mayonnaise. Nick Mayonnaise. Nick Mayonnaise. Hey, that's a good name for him now, <laughs> Nick Mayonnaise, right? <laughs> so, uh, and Rob Inman says, like a Star Wars on Laserdisc viewing at Jim Brain's house, Coco Talk will feature subpar resolution, obsolete technology, and endless running time that will satisfy no one. All right. <laughs> but Han, Han will shoot first. All right. Han shoots first. Yes. I would like to first. point one thing out before we go on. All misdirected uh, mail that was sent to me was returned to the post office to be delivered to the intended recipients. Thank you. The intended country. Intended country. Yes. That, that would be nice for it to go to the to Canada instead of the United States. So, yes, that that was one Christmas, of the ne- wrong Christmas country. was saved. All right. Well, we've done Jim Brain's latest comment, Coco Talk, the fastest way to view adult nerds in their natural habitats. (laughs) In in just under 10 minutes, we've been able to introduce the panel. So I think we're getting better. Uh, (laughs) A new record. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, we'll see you next week then, eh? Yes. So (laughs) that's it for the show today. That's it. Roll the credits. Goodbye. See you later. (laughs) Press the button, Frank. Um, Dave's Hobby says hello, everyone. I wonder if Dave's hobbies include greasing a weasel. Um, so Dave's hobbies <laughs> is out there. Uh, we are going to talk about things today. Do we have an actual main topic to talk about? Are we just going to jump into news? and thought it's end of the year. End of the year. How about we do that? How about we do that? That'll be our discussion before we um, get into other things. And so what we want so to do... I'm so glad we plan these things in advance. You know what we do? We do. This is it. This is, this is... We plan them just poorly. Spontaneous <laughs> arc. What? When did we start planning these? Exactly. Um, some call it lack of planning. Some call it spontaneity. So I came up with it with the idea a couple of days ago, and I posted it in the Discord channel that we should probably have like a celebration. I don't want to call it an award show because that's kind of cheesy and it's also very subjective. You know, saying if you say someone else is the best, you know, that's all kind of speculative, but more of a celebration. So we kind of want to celebrate the people of our community. And when we say the Coco community, of course, we also say the Dragon and MC10. And I just want to put together a presentation and just thank everybody who's done something this past year. Obviously, there's certain names that come to mind, like Ed Snyder and this person and that person. But there's so many people who have done so many things. doesn't matter how big or how small your contribution. What we're calling for is just um, send us uh, a list of people. And if you are one of those people, if you have done something this past year, it doesn't matter how big or how small it is. Just send us an email 
And, um, and, and to say, yeah, yeah, my name is Bob and you know, I did this, that, and the other. And if you have a little picture, uh, send us a picture of yourself or whatever, cause I want to put together like a little slideshow presentation of all the different people and projects that have happened this past year. And we want to kind of celebrate that. Um, and we'll do it and we'll, we'll run it next week because I kind of put out the call for action only a couple days ago in discord. I've now, I'm now putting out the call on Facebook and on this show. So um, maybe we'll shoot out a message to the mailing list too. So what we're asking for is if if you are a person who has created anything for the Coco community this past year, send us your name, um, a picture of yourself if you want to show us your picture, and maybe a, a list of some of the things you've done, and we will feature you. If um, if you are a person who's listening to us and you have not created anything, just send us a list of the people you can think of because so many people have done so many things. We're gonna it's gonna be hard to remember everyone and everything because so much stuff has happened which is a good problem to have but it's unfortunate when we forget to give thanks to you know all those people so we're just we're asking for that collective input on all the stuff and people and projects and hardware and software and ideas and pictures even pictures you know like ron delvo has done thousands of pictures so obviously he's going to make the list you, you get what i'm saying right have i said it enough do we need to add you, to that, that you also, know what you've done you know what you, you know done. what you've done Yes. <laughs> that also spreads the blame if we do forget somebody. We say, well, the entire community forgot. So yes. I mean, it's not our fault. And uh, I, I would like <laughs> to go ahead right now and and nominate Nick Morota for best playing of a ukulele on the show that costs more than $5. There you mm-hmm. go. There you go. Oh, William Culver, our, uh, our arcade buddy. I'll He's, second that. Hey, William. <laughs> William on Facebook says, 2019 was a great year. Thanks for having me. On the show that talked about Vetrix, and I'm looking forward to more Coco Talk in 2020. Thanks, William Culver. Tim Franklin out there. Tim Franklin says, irony, watching Coco Talk live while drinking a cup of cocoa. That is ironic. And Terry Steen says hi in uh, you on YouTube. All right. So call to action on that. But while we're doing that, do we want to brainstorm? I know we've started a list and we've checked it twice, and that list is going on in the Coco Talk lobby right now in Discord. Um, so there are certain names that obviously come to mind, you know, Ed Snyder, um, you know, all of our hardware guys, Cloud9, and um, uh, uh, Richard Lorbieski, and Jason Reichard. Uh, uh, who else does hardware? John Strong, 3D printed cases. Um, what else in the hardware Coco category? Coco Man. David Ladd with his uh, joystick adapter and his David Ladd. David Ladd. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheldon McDonald's been doing a lot of little projects on the Sheldon Facebook, McDonald like, like his with his 3D printed joysticks, you know. Um, and um, mm. is Sheldon also the one who's been experimenting with the various sound chips and mm. writing the software to play the, mu- the music in the background. Yeah, I think it was. You know, was. The, there's there's so many things. It's hard to keep track. Paul Barton has joined the panel. I mean, he's he's done a lot of stuff in the past, and he's been kind of getting back into it again with absolutely. You know, Yay, Paul! Paul Barton is here. So yeah, so we're well, looking for that, that list, and and I want to try to put it together in a nice little presentation where we can run it as like a slideshow of just basically kind of thanking and celebrating everybody for for all the things they've done. You know, I thought it'd be a nice way to kind of wrap up this year and start next year by kicking off with just a big celebration, community celebration. All right. So. I want to thank uh, D. Bruce Moore for the uh, oh, absolutely. personalized card I got. In oh, did email. you get a Joey and Coco card? That was awesome. Yep, I did as well. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That was very cool. Um, yes. I thank you. I was, thank I was you, Bruce. thinking that, you know, again, this is not trying to be, um, 
an award show for the best of this or the best of that. But if we should probably pick some categories just to put people in, you know, hardware, software, and a category that almost is defined by a single individual would be mixed media. You know, Bruce Moore is the king of mixed media, where he has done his first project, Forest of Doom, was a combination of a book, software package, and musical track. You know, you're covering three medias right there. You look at Coco Forever, which is a mixture of audio drama, video content, um, digital media like PDF files and document files and software, you know, mixing all those medias. And then you're looking at Joey and Coco, which is a digital comic strip and um, the system hacked, which is an audio book with bonus audio visual content or not audio book, but a a digital book. Like what do you call those? Uh, The Kindles, the eBooks, right? So system hacked is an eBook. He's put out about hackers and freakers and that's got mixed media content so yeah definitely um if there was a king of all media in the coco world that would definitely be de bruce moore um <laughs> what else are we thinking we got we got well, the guy that the guy that helped um nitrous nine push right along mr nick morentes nick morentes in all of his uh, innovative uh development in nitrous nine i mean yeah <laughs> trash can i tried to push it down not up <laughs> He's trying to push it down. Yeah. well when it's pushing down there it's pushing up here yeah oh, it backfired on you uh-oh <laughs> went all upside down on you yeah yeah so um yeah so so yeah just Put your thinking caps on, and the best thing is, is I know maybe it sounds uh, it sounds self indulgent, but the the best people to to tell us what we've done are the people who've done it, right? So don't think you're being a narcissist by submitting yourself for us to put you on our list. We need that. I'm asking for that. So by by all means, please. Uh, Amigos Retro Gaming has joined us and said, "Good afternoon, y'all." All right. That sounds so he, like Aaron to me. He got he just got southern. <laughs> y'all. Now the pluralization of that is y'allses, right? So good afternoon, y'alls. Or is it just y'alls? Well, they are in West Virginia, aren't they? Actually, all y'all. All so, you uh, all you alls. If if we have a, a list of all the greatness that we have, yeah. We're not we're not going to have a negative list, are we? It is uh, there is there anything negative? There's nothing no. negative. No, <laughs> that's right. right. Uh, no, this, this is a celebration thoughts, of the year maybe? in Coco. So, well, the, the, Coco, no. the Coco, Coco Thoughts. thoughts. The, the Coco Thoughts. <laughs> yeah. And uh, maybe Gimes. Nightmare Highway. <laughs> Samuel Gimes, Nightmare Highway. Yeah. Anything produced by Ken Reichert. Um, D. Bruce Moore, D. Bruce Moore, D. Bruce Moore. Uh, I would really like it if we refrain from focusing on anything negative. This is um, supposed to be a community uplifting celebration, not bringing uh, it down. Hey, he yep. self-deprecates. Nightmare Highway is actually. I have often self-defecated. Um, so. I... <laughs> that comes under two you information. Oh, well, there, there goes the family-friendly yeah. tag yeah. again. Go down, I am. I am upsetting. Depends. TMI. The latest product from Coco Man only includes two two switches. That's not enough. Well, listen, 2020 is another year. We might have triple. Stop being negative, Rob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it could be the year of the toggle switch. Who knows? Well, to be, to you. I mean, Ron. Ron asked a question. Um, you know, so I. I think. It's probably worth mentioning because I don't think that we mention this and maybe it's subconscious or unconscious or Uh implied or assumed. But um, we don't necessarily specify the purpose and intent of the show. I think you realize this is a show geared towards the community, for the community. But um, I think it goes without saying that we typically 
try to focus on everything we do being positive, right? I mean, this is a right. this is a show where we celebrate the community and the people in the community. Um, and all the new people that come in, we try to help them by showing them what to get, what to have. Yeah, Ooh. absolutely, absolutely. So yeah. to, hook them up. to dwell yeah. on right. negativity or to spend any time talking about anything negative is just not a good use of anyone's time. And, and for the most part, it has not been a focus of this show. Um, yeah. Now I know. I know. In the past, words were said that were not always positive, and we've kind of addressed that. You know, where I said, "Listen, I know people have said some things, but that's not what we want the show to be about." So, um, you know, nobody's perfect. It is live, but but yeah, this show is meant to be a positive show, and so this whole celebration thing—that's why I want to avoid it being like a contest or an award show or the best of, because that's kind of douchey. It's really just about um, celebrating and recognizing. You know, because it's the recognition. Well, the thing in the beginning of our show fixes everything. It says, I'm sorry. Yeah, we're okay. sorry. Yeah. yeah so we're sorry. Um, all right. So have we have, have we beat that to death? That's what we're looking yes. for. Everybody submit um, who and what and where and we should talk about. And we'll try to put that together and make a nice presentation for next year's show, which will be our first show of 2020. We want to celebrate and recognize and applaud the people who have contributed to the community this year. And you're saying this because we want to have 2020. You lost me. Uh, yeah, vision. We want to see vision. things 2020. Ah, yes, 2020. Okay. Yeah, okay. Don't forget, guys, that. that's M-A-R-O-T-T-A. <laughs> Two T's. And it's Delvo, not Deluxe. Deluxe. Ron Deluxe. It's like... It's like a, uh, <laughs> That sounds sounds sorry, like Ron, your, 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 your jokes are just too highbrow for me. I didn't get that. I guess. Uh, Nobody gets them. All right. The Delvo I'm Deluxe. I'm already Coming tired of the 2020 Tune in next week. Mm. Now, we have... I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to nominate all the Coco Cats for their timely and insightful comments throughout the year. <laughs> oh, yes. Coco definitely. Definitely. <laughs> if there was... David O'Connor's cat would win, though. All the Coco oh, Cats. very vocal. <laughs> Rocky's usually pretty He's quiet. here. And Marco's cat's tail dog. that we see a lot. I think if we were yeah, to... Yeah, it's nice and... <laughs> oh, so yeah, there's a cat attached to the tail. Cool. To, to... He's, he's, he's really quiet until the show starts. Then he decides he's going to get in and have a meow fest. <laughs> yeah, but to answer Ron's questions, keeping things positive and humorous, we could possibly have some awards for the best of or the worst of. You know, things that, like like what Jason was saying. The award for the best use of a ukulele that costs more than $5. When there's only one person who does it, it's not, it's kind of okay to say, you know, you won the award of blank. Yeah, but Jason has a <laughs> ukulele, but it's worth less. Yeah, exactly. That's, exactly. That's the point. That's, that's, that's the irony of it. Right? It's meant it to be sounds, ironic. It sounds, it sounds best under a car tire being driven. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, well, we could probably come up. We could probably come up with some topics like that, like the award for the best game featuring rogue furniture, um, <laughs> you know, things like that. So, yeah, we might be able to find some, uh, or the worst game featuring furniture, something like that, right? So, um, yeah, when, once we get yeah. all the information in, um, you know what I'm saying. Anyways, all right. So, are we moving on. Yeah. So send send those suggestions either through Discord or to our uh, email address, which is Stevie Coco Talk at cocotalk dot live for all your email pleasure. Um, okay. Glad you said that, Stevie. Really, I'm glad you. I'm glad you clarified. You glad what now? <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that we we're trying to be a, a nice positive. 
Oh yeah, uh, wonderful community here, which I really appreciate. Yeah, over this last year, I feel I feel very positive about how many people we have. Here? One, two, three, four. We have about what's this? What's four times four? Sixteen? Seventeen? There's seventeen. Okay, Six, seventeen. I feel eight. positive about at mm. least eight people on this panel right now. So. <laughs> that is a pretty good <laughs> average. Is that me? Did we have? Uh, did we have fifty-one shows this year? Did we have and what he's now? muted all the rest. We'll never hear them anyway. So well, this, this year of 2019, did we have 51 shows? I think we skipped one this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd have to count that. We can go back and look at that. Well, yeah, just that, think that of how many we skipped. I don't remember we missing one. Any. Well, as far as actual episodes, uh, you, you, maybe, but you know, we have so many bonus shows, too. Like when we do a VCF yeah. show, we end up doing like three or four shows that weekend, and we've had a few programming ch- yep. chats and stuff like that. So, so it's we've well de- over We've definitely shows. done more than 50-some-odd um broadcast this year for sure but as far as actual episodes uh i'd have to do the math and i'm not good at math yeah uh, i'm sure if you ask people like jim brain it probably <laughs> feels like hundreds yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> amazing. if you think of it we're, we've been able to c- come up with topics and and things and and be able to laugh <laughs> and um poke fun at each other and we're still here oh yeah yeah amazing <laughs> absolutely keeping the flame alive hey paul uh, shoemaker has joined us hey paul Hey guys! Speaking of people who have done things for the Cocoa this year, Paul has yeah. done a thing or two. Uh, oh, Paul, listen! You know what? I'm glad you're here because I wanted to remind you or tell you about something, but then I forgot. Um, you know that um, you know that thing you did with the Cocoa Two with the line art and it breaks it out. The poster you did, the Cocoa yes. Two assembly. I yes. found one of the Cocoa Three. It's in a PDF document. It's probably not super clean. Mm-hmm. But I found it, and I and when as soon as I found it, I'm like, I need to send this to Paul. And of course, I forgot to do it, and it's been God knows how long. But I wanted you to have that and see if you can extrapolate it and maybe make your Cocoa Three version of that. It was in a PDF file that I found on the archive. That somebody wrote like a self published book on the history of the Cocoa. This is not like the Boise book with some other person. I don't remember. Okay. Swaggerts? Maybe, maybe, yeah. And so I found it, and in there was a black and white, like kind of line art breakout of a Coco Three. I'm not sure what the resolution is and all that kind of stuff, but it's probably a good starting point for you. So, oh, uh, sounds good. Yeah, yeah, send it to me. So, we'll, we'll remind me because I've already forgotten. So, okay. um, <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to remember to remind you, but uh, no yeah, promises. Don't forget to remind me to send it to you. Okay. Yeah. I'll, so, I'll try okay. to remind. I'll try to remember to remind you to remind him. Exactly. Oh, Somebody. There's, we can't go wrong. There's a whole bunch of people here, so somebody help me. Um, Let's get all the series, Alexas, and Google Homes going. Absolutely. Um, now maybe we should bring up one more discussion topic, which kind of came up after last week's show, which, by the way, great job again, guys, Rob Inman and, and everybody, right? So, and Nick Marota and Mark Overholzer as the producer, keeping things moving. Just, I think this is so great that we have this whole collection of people and we all kind of just always make it happen all the time. Um, but after the show, we had a lot of kind of feedback in discord from ourselves. We kind of self medicate and self regulate and, and, and counsel and critique ourselves. And the discussion we really got in heavy into the news um, about last week's news segment, or just the news in general. And and if you've been watching us for a while, you you know we always try to cover what we'll just say loosely is I'll use air quotes here. We try to cover quote unquote news on a weekly basis. 
And um, a few weeks ago, maybe a month ago, we, we made a conscious effort to say, you know what, news is always left for last. We're always rushing it. So why don't we make news our main thrust of the show and make everything else follow news? That way it gets its proper airtime and we're not rushing through it. And I think that's worked out pretty well. I, you know, Curtis has been the one-man person responsible for that. He's been curating the content and and kind of hosting and anchoring that content. And I certainly appreciate him doing it. And I think the show has gotten better. That segment's gotten better since he's done it. Uh, Is there a butt coming? Well, uh, the, yeah, the, that's what I was waiting. I'm going to get well, fired. Because <laughs> the, some of the contents were – mm-hmm. a, a bunch of comments came up so are, are just uh, notes on that. So, I mean, I'll just throw some of them out there. Like some of the things said was, well – is it really news if it's already on the internet? Now, if all you're doing is scraping what's on Facebook and rehashing what's on Facebook, are you really providing news? That was one of the comments. Another comment was maybe things are dragging on too long, or if you're just showing a video, maybe the video is too long. So it's just all feedback and critiques, and we ask for that. We ask for people to give us feedbacks. Um, and... Um, not only that, but we're also kind of critiquing ourselves internally about this or asking the questions or bringing things up. So on that note, uh, we have a panel here to talk about it. And we have we have 30 some odd people in YouTube watching us. Um, I would love for people to weigh in and tell us what you guys think about what we cover in the news. And is there too much of this or not enough of that? You just, uh, just some real time discussion on that. So anybody want to hey, chime in on that? I have a few thoughts on that because I'm going hosting it usually. All right. Chris. Um, yeah, we do have to, we have, do have to cut some of the videos short and I've been trying to do that. And I mean, obviously, you know, Rob, I didn't tell him about any of that ahead of time. So he was waiting for some feedback because there's some things that are just meant to be reported and that's it. there's no discussion required. Sure. Um, the other thing is, is that we're talking about plus splitting off some of the gameplay videos, which aren't really news news. I mean, there might be news to Coco people, which is why I started bringing them up of some dragon games that none of us have seen before. But we're going to move those into the game on segment, I think, starting today mm-hmm. so that people who just want news can get the news. And maybe what's interested in the game stuff can get that. They get them separately. They don't have to watch both parts. Um, other than that, um, I guess from some of the other comments, I mean, pace pacing is something we just have to learn as we go. And especially when we have guest hosts, that, that will change somewhat. So mm-hmm. that's just, you know, a, a live and learn thing. And you get better as you go. As you mentioned, you know, I think I've tightened it up a bit since I started too. Uh, as far as scraping, I, I mean, the biggest thing, and I think I mentioned this in the chat uh, last week because I wasn't on the actual show, is the fact that a lot of people in the Coca community don't get all of the various social medias. They don't do Facebook and the list and YouTube, et cetera, sure, et cetera, sure. and Discord. There's a lot of people that don't have all of those. So any of the news that happens there in a particular spot that they're not on, they will never hear about unless we mention yep. it. They won't have a clue to even happen. Right. So for me, that is required that we do that type of news segment so that everybody gets everything. Right. Yeah, I'll, I'll second that. I mean, every time I've, uh, I would say I have seen a little bit of what we cover, and I haven't seen most of what of what you guys cover, be, just for that reason. So, I, I I think the the content that you guys cover in the news is is really informative, helpful, and interesting. And also, uh, I I follow Facebook pretty closely, and I usually catch everything, but not always. And sometimes, Curtis will bring something up, and I'll be like, "Oh, I missed that," or he'll he'll cover something that I kind of glossed over and didn't pay that close attention to right. uh, because Curtis brought it up and said, Hey, check this out, blah, blah, blah. I got me interested in it and I go back and look at it. So even though I've seen a lot of what he's presented, 
um, I, I still like enjoy that segment immensely. It's one of my favorite parts of the yeah, show. The, the other thing is, even if you've seen it, it it's it's almost, and especially if you're on the panel or if you're in the chat, if you've seen it, then you might have has to have some thoughts on it. So, yeah. you know, it's both to let you know about news that you that you've already uh, that you haven't seen, but also news that you have seen and you might have had some thoughts on, so that the panel and the people in the chat can participate. I don't right. think it's mandatory for every story, but yes, I mean, if, if the opportunity presents itself and somebody has a comment, they should definitely come forward with it, and then we can have a little discussion on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, Tim Franklin saying, I think the news should have an impeachment segment. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think it should not. Uh, no, that's just pandering for rating. No. Yeah. Um, well, he's just trying to light the dumpster fires. What well, so here, but and so uh, it, it's it's a it's a valid point. <laughs> if, 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 all, if all we were doing was just doing an audiobook version of Facebook and just strictly reading what was on Facebook, um, you know that would be one thing. But um, I think we are trying to do some value add by hopefully having a discussion at the same time, where it's, you're not just reading things off. Um, and you, not all, not everything is going to trigger people a response in somebody too. I know there was a handful of crickets moments on the news last week where Rob would report something, and he's like, "Help me out here, guys. You got anything to say?" You know, and we kind of have <laughs> yeah. to do. We kind of have to do that, right? We have to remember that this is a show, and people are watching, and you know, dead air is not good for uh, for content. Um, but if you if you got nothing, you got nothing. How can I react if nothing has moved me? So that's going to happen. Um, but, even um, if even if somebody had commented like th- these are terrible news segments, we could have had a- <laughs> well, that happened after the show, right? So <laughs> like, uh, I don't I don't think there were terrible news segments. No, just not that at some all. Re- some some invite discussion, some don't. Just yeah. like news on TV does. There's sometimes it's just you know the news is the news, and that there's nothing yeah, to add. Is. But is so so is it is it quote unquote news when you're reporting something that's from another source, I would say 100% yes, because there isn't a news outlet out there that isn't just rehashing something unless, unless you're like, yeah. uh, unless you're yeah. like CBS live news and you're catching the OJ chase scene as it happens. And this is literally live stuff. It's impossible to be a news, anything and not just be re rehashing something that the news is reporting something that's happened. And, um, and we're news aggregators. What we yeah, guess. yeah. It's Thank what it you. is. It's, it's curated content mm. with hopefully when, when applicable and when available value added content and discussions. Um, yeah. like not everybody reads Facebook. Not everybody's on top of Facebook. Uh, I think Curtis has done a great <laughs> job bringing in a lot of diversity. It's not been strictly just Facebook. He's finding things on YouTube that I, that I'm I, people I don't subscribe to. He's bringing a lot of drag games i actually like seeing the dragon stuff and seeing games i haven't seen before so i found that to be great for me um and i'll just say mc10 at this point mc10 content oh. jim gary yeah, content. no i'm bringing a lot of the jim gary stuff i'm, uh, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna move those to the game on segment because i think that is more appropriate yeah i mean one good but. suggestion was and i think that might have been nick morenti's and by the way, by the way nick morenti's has had a lot of good suggestions that have helped the show it doesn't say a word during the show but yeah. he has a lot of great suggestions yeah. after the show So because <laughs> we do have a segment that we call game on where we're going to talk about gaming stuff so um when so rather than mixing game stuff in the news we're going to move it to a game on segment um yeah. now, now game announcements like if a new game gets released or something yeah, like that that's or there's a huge patch that's yeah. news but as far as you know picking like old dragon games or or ports from other computers and stuff that are a little bit older than yeah, we'll probably put that in the game on segment instead. Mm-hmm. 
Let's see what's going on here in the live chat. As we're talking, other people are also chatting. So we've had Tim Franklin says we should have an impeachment. We Okay, we covered that. Mark Overholzer says we're not that desperate for ratings. Um, James Jones says, <laughs> of course, the way to avoid dead ear on... Um, and the like is to not do it live. Not sure you'd want to do that, though. No, I think live is actually one of the key uh, parts. Pre- oh, you mean like pre-recording the news, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Pre-record. There, there are lots of benefits to pre-recording because you can edit and you can polish it and get it just yeah, right. But, but that's not our show. When you pre-record, it's like you're reading from <laughs> a thing. I um, sometimes when you read, it's a little mild. Yeah. No. There, yeah, well, you I mean, you lose spontaneity and you lose the reactions <laughs> of the panel members, reaction of the people on YouTube and Facebook yeah. chat. And to respond to the topics, you you would lose all of that because it would be. Just- yeah. But I mean, that is I mean, if we were looking for perfection, we would probably take the show. Seriously, what I have so, to say means uh, things <laughs> That's like right. like I told Jay on, on YouTube, uh, you know, it's it's important. Uh, what we do is is uh, ah, I mean, we do this because uh, it's like a user group, you know, we get right. to interact. Right. Speaking of Jim, that, that's what makes our interactive Jim. unique is the fact that we're an interactive show, either through chat oh, yeah. or through live panel. Yeah. That is that is our Absolutely. differentiating factor. You uh, lose that and we're we're no different than any of the other podcasts out there. Yeah. 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 This is what makes us yeah. special. Well right. everybody finds their <laughs> yeah. right? like everybody finds special. what, what they uh, <laughs> every, we're very special. Every every episode of Coco <laughs> Talk is like a snowflake. It's unique and no two are the same. So. Oh god. <laughs> and it melts oh, under a dumpster fire, dude. so it's just perfect oh, description. Yeah. Yes. Um Chris as long as we're not special snowflakes. <laughs> um, Don't speak, eat the yellow snow. Speaking of dragon content, Chris, yeah. Chris Poacher says you need to try Richard Harding's new dragon game called Tank Commander. Um, Jim Gary is out there. Jim says hi. Hey, Jim. Um, yeah. So, I, but this is the this is the thing. This is what we ask for. We ask for feedback, and we're getting it, and and it's it's helpful because because a lot of this feedback has helped mold the show and shape the show and hopefully improve the show. Um, in and some Steve regards. is a yeah. dictator. You can take all this in and then just go ahead and do what you're going to do anyway, right? Hmm. You can't impeach a dictator, so we're stuck with it. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much. Well, the other, the other thing They're besides our show being North spontaneous Korea. and live is that we actually evolve. Like, we, we don't just pick one format and we're going to stick with it for the rest of the time. Right. We will right. actually adapt and change as conditions change. A living organism. Living organism. Yes. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Fire. So, so keep those suggestions coming. Keep that feedback coming. Believe it or not, some of the some of the most critical input we're getting on the show are coming from the kind of the inner circle. We're definitely critiquing ourselves and um, offering each other counsel on what to do and what not to do and stuff like that. So we have been very internally kind of self-regulating and self-correcting so which which makes me I, I can't be more proud of that that it's not people just showing up to talk there are people who are collectively thinking about well maybe we could do this or maybe we could do that and there's a lot of this kind of collectiveness where people are saying gosh we can we can make this better and when you have a bunch of people who don't just get together but they want to get together to make things as best they can that's really um, electrifying for me. You know, I know in the early days, it just felt like that. It just felt like, yeah, we're just getting together and we're just talking and there's nothing wrong with that. But as time has gone on, 
Uh, you know, Steve Bjork was one of the people that started saying, yeah, you know, you, we could really polish this up and tighten this up and do this and do that. And we all started having these conversations on what can we do to, even though it's not a professional show, we can make it a little bit more professional-ish. So those um, th- those internal um, things are always going on. And we al- we also want external input on that too, you know, because it's well, the there's audience. There's one thing that it's, I've usually thought about while everybody's talking in that was that maybe every so often we should say color computer. Or at least <laughs> show one on the screen somewhere at some time. Because so we know it's a after a while, <laughs> we're talking about um, C64s and uh, everything oh, else. and not exactly <laughs> what we're doing here. We love all things retro. Color computer. Well, let's do this. It's been 40 well, minutes. Oh. There's one. It's been 40 minutes, and we haven't really gotten to any show yeah. part of the show yet. Um, but since yeah. we've got the entire panel here. I'm going to run a commercial segment. The, not all the commercials in here are new, but there is a um, there's a bumper that's in here that is new. And this is a bumper from Ooh. an actual celebrity, an Australian Ooh. celebrity that's probably a neighbor of maybe Nick or David O'Connor or maybe both of you. So we're going to run this new commercial block that features a brand new bumper, and then we'll be back after these words. And now a word from our sponsors. It's a Radio Shack Merry Christmas. This year, I needed to give a real family pleaser. Honey, please help me with this budget. How about a new game, Dad? Please. And I found it. Radio Shack's Color Computer 2. On sale for just $99.95. It entertains, educates, manages. It's expandable and affordable. Now that really pleases me. The Color Computer 2. Sale price for Christmas. Only at Radio Shack. Hi, this is Antonio Jimenez, author of such projects such as the TV Throw Devil and the SD Pack. And you are watching Coco Talk in 3, 2, go. I'm here to say a big hello to original gamer Stevie Stroh. I don't know if that's how you pronounce your name, but I tried regardless. So um, if it's not, please insert the proper way to say it now. I hope you're having a fabulous time. hope you're having a fabulous new year. Season's greetings, all the above. Um, All the way from Melbourne to you, my darling. And um, congratulations on your talk show, Coco Talk. Oh, my God. That's so exciting. I don't think I'd ever be good at a talk show. I just don't have anything ever to say, ever. Just can never think of things to say. It's just after no words ever come out of my mouth. It's just very embarrassing. I just just silence all the time. (laughs) My darling, I hope you're having a fabulous day. From me to you, bye. Radio Shack. America's Technology Store. Right. 
this Christmas, Tandy has a very special offer. A family color computer pack to take away at a very special price. This family computer comes complete with software and costs an incredible $449, a saving of $241.69. It's powerful, educational, and ideal for the young and young at heart. The easy way to start computing. The color computer family pack from Tandy. Get it while it's hot. Tandy, the biggest electronic store in Australia. Hi, this is Sean Wheatley, and you're listening to Coco Talk with the original gamer, Stevie Strait. We're traveling through a dimension both of sound and ideas. We're at a place where the mind can comprehend and devise a solar radio, a wireless transmitter, measure time and light. 65 electronic projects brought to reality with this science fair kit. Astonishing, perhaps, but you can find it for Christmas for $17.95 in a place that's known as Radio Shack. Radios, stereos, recorders, everything in sound. All right, and we're back. So did you guys recognize that Australian celebrity? Hey, it was my mom. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, I've never seen Nick and Drag before. But... Uh, so that was, um, that was Art Simone, who's supposedly like the uh, Australian drag queen of the year or something like that. So um, the, f- the funny thing is, so there's this website you can go to. It's called Cameo, where you can get celebrities to do um, – to record videos for you like and, and um personalized so I, video yeah personalized video so my friend told me about this we were going through this one i should have recorded this because we're sitting here on the phone together going through cameo looking at all these d-list celebrities and stuff and then um and then i'm like you know what i want to do i want to troll david ladd i want to get some type of drag queen to come on and say something like hi I, i'm just you know I'm, I'm the big fan of david ladd or something like that so i was thinking i was going to do something like that my friend ends up trolling me with a drag queen video <laughs> so i'm just like all right uh, i got i got to air that so <laughs> Stevie, uh, that's just wrong, Stevie. <laughs> Stevie, bad Stevie. Uh, don't worry, it, it, you'll get I'll your drag queen uh, video. Uh, done. Oh my! I, 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 you I know, say in, nothing. in the in the in the spirit in the spirit of um, uh, feedback being provided by the inner circle, I do have some to provide. Okay. That is great feedback. That's, uh, yeah. <laughs> That's what we try and get rid of. That's good stuff. I got a notch filter for that. Ah, yeah. All right. Well, we, I got a nacho we, filter. One of, the, we talked one of those Behringer ones um, that tracks it. I took an Alka-Seltzer. I'll be okay. There you go. We talked about, we talked <laughs> yeah. about news. So we Take talked about too, news. <laughs> we... Um, we are we are inviting more input on things we can always do to improve the news and the content and the shape of the show. But on that note, how about we go ahead and jump in and do the actual news? L. Curtis Boyle, are you ready to do your news? Uh, sure. All right. Well, we can't because this is a professional show. We won't start without the news anchor intro produced by Rob Ian So here we go. Welcome to Coker Talk News, where we do nothing but stream straight Facebook for your listening pleasure. And now your anchor, L. Curtis Boyle. All right, take it away, Curtis. Please go to Facebook.com. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> you just undid the whole last hour of the show. <laughs> and we're done for nothing. That was news. We, we can repeat everything yes. if you like. <laughs> oh, I'm supposed to actually do news now. Okay, sorry. Sorry, I've got the right one here because I've got two separate browser windows. One for Hold game. Hold on, let's start over again. Yes. Welcome to the news. Now, Curtis, don't 
was just doing that because you were not ready. I when was, does the professional part I was start? trying to cover the dead air part. <laughs> <laughs> and Obviously not this week. I think the answer to that is never, but anyway. All right. right after the end credits. Hey, look at this. We're <laughs> scraping what's on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> this is CCNN. Scraping the Coco News yeah. Network. <laughs> I like that. Coco See News how now. good we are after 14 episodes? I mean, 140 episodes? Yeah. Oh, I thought oh you were going God. to say 14 beer. We haven't <laughs> learned anything. <laughs> 14 episodes or 140? You be the judge. You be the judge. <laughs> it only sounds like we've done 14. That was All right, joke. so it looks like there, we're there looking at There might be 14 episodes of usable content, but yeah. that's about it. Anyway, let's get on to the news. On to the news. So a lot of this is going to be, uh, some, or not a lot, but some of this is going to be Christmas-themed because, of course, that's what just passed this past week. So the first one here is Simon Jonasson released an update to the spinning gra- Santa graphics demo. We saw this last week where he had the, you know, the rotoscoping, zooming thing, but he mm-hmm. actually added some music, multi-track music playing. So Bring it up. Come through. Is that Freedom Rock? Make it big, Curtis. Rotox. <laughs> that, is that like the stuff you inject in your lips? Rotox? <laughs> it's Roto 10. Won't play the whole thing, but you guys get that the idea. Good. That sounds really good. I and love it. He's got it available uh, for download as well, so you grab it from the Facebook group. Of course, now that you're watching this now, you'll have to wait until next year to properly play. The I'm right. still, I'm still in the spirit. I don't lose my Christmas spirit till at least February. So, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. so, so the credit card bills roll in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Then you, then you get into uh, depression. <laughs> Reality yeah. strikes. Yeah, I love Simon's uh, sawtooth sound. It's so crunchy. It's so lo-fi. It's so synthy. Yeah. you know, it doesn't sound like the cocoa. And organ. the bass is really good too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, stays crunchy even in milk. All about that bass, no trouble. Uh, but anyway, yeah, go check it out. You can listen to the full song and the, the full demo. You can also download the actual disc image to run it on your real Coco Three. So, thank you, Simon. Simon yeah. needs to make that list of people we need to celebrate. Who's created lots of content for yes, us, right? That is true, and he's helped others with Absolutely. other content Absolutely. this year as well. So he has, yeah. Thank you, Curtis, for that Facebook scrape. Um, You're welcome. <laughs> Next is a GitHub scrape. A um, GitHub scrape. We should call them not the news, but the scrapes. Welcome to the yeah. scrapes. <laughs> scraps and scrapes. That's what we're going to call it from now on. Okay, next up, uh, Bill Pierce released a, yet another slight revision to VCC. This is two or 1.0.1e. Um, he released it deep briefly, and then he had to retract one of the changes because it actually caused some problems that would actually cause it to crash. I think it was when you went to full screen under Windows. So basically, the, the stuff that has been added since last week, he's added the CCC program pack file extension. Okay. Uh, he's removed uh, the use keyboard lights as drive indicators and the options for the Tandy, Coco Max, Hi-Res joystick options, mainly because they were in the menu, but they've never worked. Mm. So they've just been there to distract people and get them frustrated. So you just took them out for now. Okay. There was a bug on the previous one where some of the foreign special characters on the Gimme 40 and 80 Com hardware tech screens actually went missing and weren't printing properly. That's been fixed. Okay. So not displaying them all again. Um, and there's been some minor cosmetic changes to the GUI stuff itself. So you can go here and grab the latest release, download it, give them some feedback. 
Um, there's still the 6309 stuff is still fixed from when I tried it. Okay. Uh, so the EOU's uh, base 09 stuff actually runs properly, which it did not on the original versions of VCC. So. In both versions, the previous version of VCC or the new version will run Gunstar. It will. No, they both will. They both will. Yep. The okay. previous version, if you have it, or the new version are not affected by the uh, 6309 optimizations. Okay. Well, Gunstar's yeah. not even out yet. Right. Well, I'm just I'm just telling the people. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Rob knows something the rest of us don't. Yeah, what are you saying here, buddy? Uh... <laughs> it's coming soon. Remain silent. Color Next computer up, uh, Big thank you. This is uh, two other people we can thank, actually, for this year. Um, Steve Ostrom and Carlos Camachos have uh, taken the book by Ron Clark called Color Computer Graphics. This is one I had not seen before. And we scanned the entire thing in, and it's now in the Color Computer Archive. Nice. Oh, cool. That's good. Cool. Has anybody on the panel had a chance to take a look at this book? Is it? Is it? No. I'm presuming it's basic programming or something, but I didn't have a chance to look at no, it. No, 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 no. Scroll up a little. Yeah, it's just basic programming. It, okay. How to do and color one video and graphics with ready-to-run programs by Ron Clark. Okay. No, that's cool. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of that one. I don't know if that was sold in Radio Shack stores or if that's a third-party thing or what, but... Does it have a like lot a of graphs to position stuff? I have there? no idea. I haven't actually had a chance to look through it yet, so I'm okay. kind of busy. But it looks like it by the front cover. When it, the, whenever you go to the impression, whenever it? you go to the color computer archive, there's usually a list of what's new. Right? You, so yeah. when you go to colorcomputerarchive.com, you'll see like recent editions on there. So yeah, yeah. I, I think Carlos might have scanned and uploaded this book to the archive not too long ago. I'd been looking for it for a long time, and I ended up finding a, a you know a live copy but the other day i was out at the archive and they had added that one as well and this is a this is a really great guide for graphics and assembly language in the for a coco 2 excellent that's cool let's add that to my list hold on yeah. and just pause for just a second because i know, I know yeah. richard just put a comment i don't know if richard if you heard our introduction to this but we basically discussed on the air, what we discussed off the air about the news. And so now we're just kind of joking about it. But Richard, Richard made a comment that I'm no longer going to offer constructive criticism. I don't know if he's being sarcastic or if he thinks that we're poking fun at him now. Now, we had a serious discussion on it, Richard. And now we all we, we agree that there's ways to do it and ways to improve it. Um, so we've actually had a full discussion. And I'm just being a dick because that's what mm-hmm. I do. So <laughs> it's got nothing about you. It's, just, it's nothing about Richard. It's all about like a dictator. my favorite tater. Yes, I'm being a dictator. Uh, there was a delay on the tater, but no. But yeah. I, I, I'm always going to be sarcastic. But that's not meant to. Yeah. Um, and, and Richard did have some good constructive criticism. Oh, absolutely. Too, so, I mean, yeah, we yeah. just, and I just we want to make sure he doesn't think he shouldn't be saying that kind of yes, stuff. Yes, yes, yes. Um, cool. All right. So as you okay. were, on to the next one. Uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Is it Tomes or Tomez or something? Okay, Trey? we'll go with Tomes. Tomes. Trey Tomes sounds good. You can correct us if I'm wrong. He's working on a semi-language roguelike game as his first major assembly project. Okay. And he's got his very first little screen. He's been asking some questions, you know, how do you set the palettes? Because he didn't want to have this blue background. He wanted it black. And it looks like he's got that working now, too. But he's actually got a, a WordPress blog started up that you can actually go attend if you click on the link in, the, in Facebook. Okay. And you can follow his progress as he goes. But it looks pretty good because he's actually making it roguelike. It's not a rogue clone. He's adding some new stuff to it. So okay. it's, it's a different game. So um, I'm going to keep an eye out for this because I like the rogue. Now, game, speaking but. of roguelike, I don't know if you have this in your news, but I spoke to him yesterday. But um, Lee Patterson? Do you have uh, yes, that's coming up. That's coming up. Okay, good. 
All right, because him and I spoke, and he was telling me about it. he's working on something similar. He's going to work on a rogue-like project as well. Oh, I didn't know about the rogue part. I knew about yeah. his uh, memory concentration game he posted. Ah, okay. All right. Well, well, when we get to that, you can add to it. Yes, value added. We value we, added. we add value to our Facebook scraping. Um, yes. Facebook scraping Scrape plus. Scrape twice. Scrape plus. Um, are there sofas? Ken wants to know. Are there sofas? It's a roguelike sofa game. Uh, <laughs> okay. There's so this a, is a, a better, okay. better picture of his layout. He's actually going to have you know, colored windows for different parts of the screen, too. Okay. So. Yeah. So the red areas can be <laughs> stats. Oh, so this is, um, this is an 80 column mode? I couldn't tell by the original picture on Facebook. Okay, I see that now. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I like it says, Welcome to Adventureland. Try not to die. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Positive feedback, we call <laughs> Try that. Not to die. Very cool. Yeah. This one I'll let Stevie take on because the new Glenside Cocoa newsletter was released. Is there anything in particular you want to point out in here, Stevie, or any comments on it? Uh, Well, let's see. So uh, I guess it's been – this is my second one, and so it's going on maybe six months. And it was during the nominations for elections or when the elections were announced, John Mark Mobley, who has been handling this publication forever – has become the vice president of Glenside. And so the need for a newsletter editor came up. Um, there was a lot of dead air and crickets when <laughs> during the call or at the meeting. Does anybody like to to do this? And so out of sympathy, I said, sure, I'll go ahead and, and do it. And, and boy, did I not know what I was getting myself into. But um, so <laughs> this is now my second one. And um, and to give all the credit in the world where it's due, the first one that was handed to me was already done. It was handed to me, and it was all massaged by uh, John Mark Mobley and um, Salvador Garcia. So they sent me 99% of what you saw. Basically, I just did a little bit of reformatting, changed the fonts, and added a little bit of spit shine to it. So I can take next to no credit for the first one I did, which was the previous one. This one again, too. So um, Bob Swoger sent me a copy that he had already taken the initiative to curate most of the content for me. And I did that, of course, and I reformatted it and I added some new content. And one of the things that is in here that is exclusive to this episode is an interview with the Nightmare Highway cast and crew. All right. So this is luck of the news and stuff like that. Some new content here. Pre-registration information. That's new. Um, and then here, I, an interview with Terry Steen and Ken Reichert, the the untold behind-the-scenes story of Nightmare Highway. So that's an interview that's in there. Um, I've also recorded that interview as a video, which I will edit down and will play as a segment on a future episode of Cocoa Talk. So cool. um, that's in there. And um, some information about the bylaws, which are changing, and things like that. So you might want to check that out. Um, I think there's a link to it on Discord. I've posted it on Facebook. So pause right there. Okay. You see these images here? This is part of a prod. Terry uh, Steggy, are you still there? Terry on the call? Um, Terry was here earlier, but so Terry has started a scanning project where he is scanning some personal back issues of the, the, so the publication is called Coco one, two, three, or that's what it's called. Now, these first two pictures you see there, there wasn't a name for the newsletter. Like one of like we, we, I think we've got volume one issue two as far back as we're, we have right now that Terry has scanned. And one of the, one of the opening statements was, Hey, what are we going to call this newsletter? So when it first started, it didn't have a name, right? Um, the third picture down is where you actually see, scroll down a little bit more, Curtis, see where it says right there, Coco one, two, three. So I think that's the first time, um, 
um, that uh, that the, the, words, the, the title Coco One Two Three showed up, and that was sometime early in 1986. The publication started in in 1985. So um, so these are some. I basically screen scraped some of the banners from some of the early newsletters just to show what things used to look like. Um, and so, yeah, this publication goes back to 1985. Um, so I guess you can go ahead and I think that's about the bulk of it. So then I got some Coco news and here I do mention the new Coco podcast, the Coco show. So I mentioned that they're out there. So they're in the newsletter. So, so this was kind of a holiday theme thing. So I tried to focus on things that happened like Christmas rush was released and, um, the VCC update, Chap Simpson's digger three, right. The Roger Taylor's CD made it. And, Paul Thayer's Timberman made it, right, in the Coco VGA update. So I tried to squeeze some news in there, calendar of events that Bob Swoger has compiled for us. And there you go. There's the newsletter. So um, check it out. There's some more. Uh, there's Joey and Coco's in there. That's number two of Joey and Coco. So we're obviously going to be behind Bruce. And here's some old artwork from an old holiday newsletter from 1986. This is like a mini Coco talk right here. <laughs> yeah right <In> paper. <laughs> yeah so check it out check it without, out without the bad stuff right right <laughs> yeah it's, it's a nicely done newsletter thank you you're too kind um <clears throat> it's definitely a, it's definitely a group effort so uh everybody's throwing in the content and another call to action. I put out that call before, you know, send us, send us stuff to put in the newsletter, send it to us. Right. So yep. uh, please do. And so uh, I, I put out some last minute calls to get some of this stuff, but I would love more submissions. I, I think if nothing else, this could evolve to a bigger um, publication and maybe a more frequent publication and maybe accidentally become what we were trying to do with the rainbow. If nothing else, you know, send. I was just uh, going to mention that yeah. rainbow. We've expanded into it. Yeah. From humble mm. beginnings. I'll give you a race for your money, though. I am working on the rainbow. Yeah, I heard that about a year ago. You you are, you are in competition <laughs> of Jim Brain for the most undelivered product. <laughs> oh, at least I made a category. <laughs> right. Is that one of the product categories we're going to have for yeah, our best of the year thing? No, we're, we're trying to focus on the positive now. Remember that. Are, best, yeah. best, best vaporware of 2019. <laughs> I still got a couple days left for that one. I'm going to throw up some videos. I'm, I'll win that one. <laughs> uh, we need, uh, so we need a theme song. Accentuate the positive, eliminate the negative. Yeah. Hey, Wayne Campbell spotting in the chat. Wayne yes. And here's Lee Patterson. Yeah, so I, I actually, for the sounds of it, Stevie, you're going to have some stuff to add on to this. But uh, Lee Patterson, who if you may recall, is the guy who did the bouncy ball game mm-hmm. and then ported it to Apple TV and iOS and other things, too. I uh, started his first Coco 3 game because his previous efforts have been Coco 1 and 2 compatible using the 80-column hardware text mode. So he's doing a, a memory game based on the concentrate game. Wow. Eardrums. Let's have some more fun with text yeah, mode videos. Okay. Someone trying to send a fax. <laughs> Did they make a connection? Sometimes known as concentration. I wrote it in C to cross I won't play the whole thing. I'll just fast forward a little Windows bit here. Proof he has a pleasant voice. Mm-hmm. The way you play. But there's the actual uh, Coco game yeah. screen. Using the arrow keys and enter to flip the card. 
You flip two cards. Like, can you hear his voice okay? Yeah. They stay yeah. face yeah. up. Otherwise, yeah, you sounds flip good. back over and you try again. It's really quiet on my you end. Keep so. going until you flipped all the cards over. And okay. the score is based on how many turns you uh, take. Anyway, um, check that okay. out. It's an ongoing project. Now, Stevie, you said you have something to add to it. He's also doing a roguelike game, uh, too? Well, I think that's on his on his list. So, uh, yeah, we spoke the other day. He kind of re- reached out to me because I guess he rec- he's been a Mac guy. And he recently yep. switched to Windows, so he's asking me about some good games to play on the PC. So we started talking about playing games, started talking about Steam, which is how you get games on the PC. And then conversations went all over the place. And then he, we were chatting on Steam yesterday, and he's like, "Yeah, he's like, I, I got, I got some three new projects I'm working on that will run on Windows, Mac, and Cocoa." I'm like, "Well, how the hell do you do that?" And he's like, "Because he's writing them in C." And he's he's making them to work in screen formats that would work on PCs like eighty column and forty column screens and Cocoa three screens. So, because he's writing them in in C, they they can compile to any system, and he's formatting them specifically in a way that translates to the Cocoa three text screens. Um, and he mentioned that in 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 his projects that a rogue like game is where he's going to be going with all this kind of C compiling stuff. Is, do you know if he's using CMOC for the Cocoa side of things, or is he using a different? Honestly, I don't know. But I remember when he, remember when we interviewed him many years ago when he started doing Bouncy Ball. He had started it in C and wasn't getting some of the speeds he needed. And that's when Simon Jonasson helped him with the direct assembly and the optimizations and stuff when it came to like some scrolling routines and sound routines and stuff. So uh, I don't know what flavor of C compiler he's using. But I know Ron's okay. ice sounds really good right now. So. Thank yeah, you. Um, it does. <laughs> it does. <laughs> it's stinking hot over here. What I could yeah. do with some of yeah. that ice right now. So it seems like <laughs> it seems like rogue is on many people's minds. You know, rogue-like things are on lots of people's minds right now, which is cool. Which is fine with me. I love rogue. Yeah. I still yeah. got to finish patching the version that Tandy sold because I've got a few additions, minor minor additions I want to put into it. But that's a project for another day. More scraping. Uh, next up, the Coco Crew released their latest podcast. I won't run through the whole episode. I'll just mention a couple of the highlights. Uh, they did a review of Color Car Action, um, which was Neil Blanchard's Games Corner thing, which actually mentioned the 6309 optimized version I did uh, and the improved speed that that had. And then they also interviewed Aaron from the uh, Coco Show, who's, I think, still in chat, maybe not, but uh, they interviewed him briefly. I should also mention that we're going to be doing a triple interview. We're going to be interviewing all three of the Amigos on January 11th um, to kind of get you know the whole history of their podcast network and the Coco Show stuff and, and their experience with Cocos and other retro machines. So if any of you guys have any questions for them, I've got a few base ones that I've kind of sent out to them just to get a, a bit of a start and have them a little bit prepared. I don't know if you can ever be quite prepared to be talking to all of us, but can right. we talk we'll about Donkey King? <laughs> 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 well, I, actually, that's one of the things I'm going to be talking to them about is, is their perspectives. You know, one of the best things about their show is they've got somebody who grew up with a cocoa like most of us did. And then they have somebody who'd never seen one before the last couple of years. And and the different perspectives coming towards the cocoa and gaming scene in the cocoa based on those two completely opposite poles. So sure. It's one of the best things about it. So Anyway, latest Cocoa Cruise out, a couple hours long, lots of stuff. Go check it out. Okay. And if you get a chance sometime and you do listen, you ought to tell those guys how good they do. I did that. I went to Linville and told him he did a great job. Ah, yes. Positive feedback is always good. 
Any feedback, but yeah, positive is nice. And even if you have to lie, you can give us positive feedback too. It's nice to hear. I'd rather, I prefer a great harsh dose of of honesty, you know, a bitter spoonful of honesty. That's that's overrated, I think. Hey, Curtis, I'm enjoying the new new segment so Yeah, Curtis, I'm really enjoying this new segment. It's really riveting. Yeah, don't don't go talk. Where we want you to tell us what we want to hear. Yeah, it's like placebo. Is it almost over? <laughs> yeah, that's the power of positive thinking in action. See how we support each other here, Luciano. This is our Brazilian friend here, Luciano. Hey, okay, joystick robot commander. Yeah, so Luciano released a short video showing his Coco controlling the robot arm and playing some Christmas music that he released on YouTube on Christmas Eve. So, what type of robot arm? You'll see. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry. He's actually got the Coco playing music, not the same Coco, but... Ah, yes, the original Armatron. Ah, Coco. So it's based on the Hot Coco Project. Uh, it was done on Hot Coco Magazine in 1984. I remember the series that this was based on. There's a Brazilian clone, a bunch of Brazilian clones. Yep, CP400. Is that a Coco 3 FPGA in that glass, or is that something else? I don't know what that is. Looks like it. Got in a, quite a nice plethora yeah. of um, cocoa related machines. What's that? Plethora, I should say. And, uh, very holiday. Look now that's a nice Christmas tree yes, presents under Whoa. there, man. That's nice awesome. presentation. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah. And very appropriately released it right on Christmas oh. Eve. So, and his LEDs in the tree. That's seven-segment display. Thing's cool. Oh, yeah. It's really good. Anyway, that was pretty cool. So go check out the. I mean, there's not too much more of the video, but he's got a bit of an explanation of what he was yeah. doing at the Thank bottom. Thank you, Luciano. Too, so. That's nice. It says Coco Talk and Hex. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take your word for that. I don't speak Hex. Huh. Uh, next up, Richard Kelly. Uh, he's been releasing a lot of bits of software he's written here the last few weeks. Uh, released English to Alien Troll Utility. We need um, to make which, sure Richard's on our list of people to recognize too next week. Yes, I like his little releases he kicks out. He is yeah. like prolific and kind of yeah. He's kind of like the Jim Gary of the Cocoa World right yeah, now. And yeah, the, and I think the problem is is that he's uh, he's just so <laughs> even though he's posting his stuff, I'm not sure he's fully getting recognized. I know we kind of show the links here, but again, this is a serious part of the discussion about when it comes to Facebook scraping. Um, we're reporting on this, but I would like to be able to show off some of stuff. And yes, he is posting the disk image and yes, we should probably try to get these queued up in an emulator and run them. Um, but I've also invited him to come join us and maybe Saturdays don't work for him. I'd love to have him on to talk about his projects, but I think in one area where we can improve the news delivery is not just only show the Facebook post and the screenshots, but maybe actually run it in, in an emulator and show the actual program. On, on the show, but we need to. Yeah, do that's better. a good idea, and especially if we can get the original author on to help discuss and talk yeah. about it. Like we're going to. And in one that. such area, I don't know if Ben yeah. Drake's <laughs> is still out there, but we have something that Ben has released, and um, we want to do that. We want to have Ben share his game with us. Yeah, because we already know Chet will talk about his for sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> need something to fill the dead air. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you, Richard <laughs> Kelly, for all that you do. And I know we've not really shown, put a very bright light on you, but we'll try to do a better job and show some more of your stuff off. 
Yeah, um, cool. I agree. Very, very cool. Brian uh, Schubring. Brian Schubring, also of the Glenside Color Computer Club. Um, there's been some talk, especially after last week's show, where you guys discussed some MIDI stuff. Uh, some people were asking about some of the old MIDI hardware packs that actually had all three ports, the MIDI in, MIDI out, and MIDI through. Yeah. Because uh, you could do the MIDI out through the BitBanger you know, pretty cheaply, just wire up a cable. But this this was a hardware pack with an actual hardware RS232 mm-hmm. locked to the MIDI you know, baud rate and with all three ports. And Glenside had made runs of these boards before, after the yeah. original. I, did, did I, was, I headed that up myself. Oh, you did that all yourself? I did that all myself. I laid out the the, the board. I used um, Lester Hands or, or excuse me, Speech Systems board as as a template, and I just improved upon it. And I added the uh, all three options for all three ports in that. Um, yeah, was that that was the Coco Midi Pro was the original one, right? Um, yeah, I think that one was by Lester Hands. Well, no, Coco Midi Pro. That was the um, the software. But the okay. mini I just remember it was bundled with one with all three ports. Yeah, yeah. Rutherford um, Research, right? Yeah, he had three options with just the uh, out or out and in or out in and through. So he had the three options originally. I actually took a look at the. Um, uh, I think, I think it was you that put it out the uh, that PDF for the instructions for on that on how to utilize you know some of the addressing and stuff on the uh, mini pack. Which that I wasn't me, but. Sure, I'll take credit for it. Well, maybe you know, maybe it was, huh. or was it Alan? Hmm. Maybe it was Alan. Might maybe, have been Alan, yeah. Yeah, might, might have been Alan and all that. You know, because the addressing is pretty much the same across all the boards and all that, which is what uh, FS sixty, I think, and six P or something like that. Anyway, um, but yeah, there are things in the works. Yeah. Now, basically, you, you put this post up, I think, to gauge the interest. Is there enough interest for you to make the boards at a decent cost? You had to have, I think, 15 minimum made? Yeah. Um, so you put this post up basically to get how much pe- how many people are actually interested in buying one of these. How has how the response been so far since you're actually on? Well, I could probably count on almost two hands now. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. And that. And, you know, originally I was going to do a run of 15 boards in that. But... Um, Actually, I am working with someone that's going to produce the boards. Okay. And there will be details forthcoming on that. When Will there be uh, a real-time clock on this board? Hell no. (laughs) (laughs) That'll help keep many times. (laughs) It'll keep its own time. It'll have a clock, but not a real-time clock. Okay. If you're going to make any new design, all new designs should include a real-time clock and a minimum of one sound chip. Uh, no, 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 no. no I, I, I see that uh, Brian Weasler is on, and he, we've been communicating a little bit. He wanted to have that um, the schematic and whatnot because he wants to possibly build one himself since the schematic is out there in the uh, sure. public mm-hmm. and that. Um, and uh, I don't know if anybody remembers Mike Carey. Um, who I honestly don't know if he's still living, but he lives out in Prospect, Tennessee. And he, he um, was the third party of the Music Men, which is me, Mike Knudsen, and myself way back then in the 90s. And we used to do, have all this equipment and whatnot and put together. And he actually did the conversions of pianos into MIDI pianos using special solenoids underneath the keys. Oh, wow. 
and like that turning he them into had, like player pianos where they can be played. Yeah, exactly. Oh wow, and exactly. Um, I talked to him about eight years ago, I think. So I'm pretty sure he's still around, but he's kind of kept himself somewhat secluded because he's real busy. And that, um, and he's had uh, some brain tumor issues. He's had uh, surgery. In that, on that, so that was like about 15 years ago, I believe. But uh, anyway, um, he actually had a couple Coco set up. I think one was a Coco 2. Um, and that, but he actually built it into the computer, just wired it underneath the board onto the direct bus net. That way, there was no actual physical hardware to plug into a cart. You just simply had the connectors there, and that made it part of the computer. Almost like an MSX, because there were certain MSX computers that had MIDI ports in them, too, because they were really mm-hmm. geared toward... And uh, the Apple, the Atari ST Atari also had MIDI well. ports in there, because yeah, they were yeah, very, yeah. Um, like, studio-centric in that <clears throat> respect. So, uh, that's, the Atari that's had cool. fantastic MIDI yeah. timing. It's, the MIDI yeah. timing on the Ataris was better than some of the MIDI timing on some of the Windows machines, even of today. Yeah. Does Coco <clears throat> talk in hex? <laughs> <laughs> so I can contribute, guys. Every yeah. once in a while, hey. come on, do a great job. So, but, yeah, no, there, there are. I guess we'll officially say that there are plans. Okay, in that out there, um, official word will come out once the design is uh, finalized. A few tweaks and stuff uh, being done, but um, it's going to be kind of. Like, do you have the uh, price worked out yet, or does that depend on the design tweaks? Now, that's what well, we're trying to get to keep the cost approximately about where I kind of figured it. You know, I, I did a basic cost analysis and, you know, all the parts. And then, of course, the normal rule of thumb multiply by three to get the approximate price for the labor, the parts and uh, for getting it out and whatnot. So, but, uh, you know, that. So this will, this will. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, so this will basically work with, with all the existing um, Coco three MIDI programs, I guess, like Lyric and, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. it's it's actually a the, uh, a redo of the uh, Coco MIDI Plus board, which I wonder I if he's going to have it under his tree. No, <laughs> I, I actually took some photos of this uh, for my accomplice so that he, you know, the board and all that. But this is the actual one. I never kept one of the ones that I built for the club. And that, and you know, it's just like the uh, club, no gold fingers, it's just a tin. Okay. And that, and uh, the new one, of course, would be with the gold fingers, it would be more reliable. Um, it's going to be kind of like a cross between this one and uh, a couple small changes. Um, and that to uh, more modern components, but probably no SMDs so that it can be easily uh, worked on. So you're going to have a finance department? Finance department? Will you offer in-house financing, buy here, pay here, layaway, things like that? If you got the money, you can buy it. <laughs> finance through 100% cash. I'll, to definitely, I'll okay. definitely have to add one of those. Yeah, definitely have to add one of those to my list. Yeah. Uh, yeah. By the way, David, has your package arrived yet? Because it did get over there through Sydney and over to... Uh, I think Western uh, Australia. Uh, uh, it's in Mel- it's in Melbourne at the moment, I believe. It, it, it's just been processed through customs, 
So uh, it's still on its way, but it is it is on its way. It should be here on uh, Monday, I think they were saying, tomorrow. Yeah. Good, good, good. Nice. So, <laughs> so Customs has a Coco <laughs> 3 they try it on first? <laughs> 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 anyway, um, so that's so that's that's what's going on. Okay. So there, okay, well, keep keep us posted on like, like when you guys get it actually, you know, ready to. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a go ahead project, and what the final price is going to be. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's 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 right. still an analysis and whatnot, and. Uh, so yeah, I, I put out an independent survey, and unanimously it was it was agreed that there were not enough channels in Discord already. So we've gone ahead and added a MIDI channel there. So if you want to follow the progress, just go to the <laughs> hashtag MIDI channel <laughs> under hardware and Discord, and, and which I to... started off. Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I got some wallaby licorice. Wallaby, crikey! Did you get? Uh, did you clear that with standards and practices through Jason Reichert? So, this particular product is through Spain. Ah, so um, just before we move on to the next news item, there's been a few uh, comments and questions in the live chat. Number one, um, Wayne Campbell had uh, commented earlier when I was mentioning I tried reaching out to that guy Rick Kelly about his games. Rick says you could try to see if you could arrange a day and time to interview these people. So. You can get something recorded to playback. Absolutely. I think that's a great suggestion. I did ask him specifically, could you be on the show? But I've also mentioned to many people in the past that, listen, if you'd like to be on, you know, we've actually got a commercial that says, hey, send us feedback, send us a segment, send us, you know, something via email. And I would also be very happy to just, like Wayne suggests, record something at a time that's more convenient for that person um, just to just to to make sure that that if they want to do it, that we will bend to their schedule to make that happen so we can get the information to air on the show. So that offer that offer is always there, maybe not always said specifically in those words, so we might as well say it now. If somebody would like to provide something for the show and you can't be on the show live when we're on, uh, reach out to us at CocoTalk at Coco, what is it? What I'm, I'm, I sound like I'm repeating myself, but the email address is Coco talk at Coco talk dot live. You're talking yeah. over me now, Nick Marotta. <laughs> That's I'm, right. Well, you weren't doing it. Yes. I was Nick trying Marotta to fumbling. I'm fumbling. Somebody here. has to, I, I will play the role of dictator right now and tell you to shut up, but it is, um, Coco talk. At CocoTalk.live is where you can co- reach out to us, and we'll be more than happy yeah. to schedule something. Uh, yeah, me- for example, we're doing the Three Amigos interview a little bit of an off time, too. So yeah. that's just yeah. an example. We right. I'd accommodate you. Now, another question that came up in the live chat during the news from Dave and Sharon Veery says, Hey, guys, is there a place in the basic ROM that can be changed to have a different background screen color? It's a little bit of a hardware question. I believe some people were trying to feedback on that. Um, so just be aware of the fact that, um, if you're talking about the Coco one and two with the VDG, your color options are very limited in your text modes, right? We have our choice of two background colors, green or orange, right? Um, but a Coco three has got palette options and a Coco VD, VGA has palette options. But if you're at, if the question is, can you change it in the basic ROM? What is the, what is the simple answer to that question? Can you change the ROM to, to default the VDG color mode to something not, Strictly black on green. Does anybody know the answer to that question? Is James Diffendaffer still here? If you burn a new ROM, you should be able to. 
Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say if you if you have a machine that's capable like a Coco VGA or Coco three, and you actually burned a new ROM, sure, absolutely. You just you give it a, a different value to initialize, and it'll come up a different color. Right. You could boot with a you know to a black screen with white text if you wanted to. For example, um, and Ron Rodovo, if I remember correctly, a, didn't Art Flexer's a, extended ADOS three allow that option? You could set your default palettes for your text <clears> mode, and even whether you're in four eighty comms when you boot up your. I, I believe so. Yes. Yeah. So it's if been done before have, too. Yes. If you yeah. have a Coco three and you're running a Coco SDC, you can create a basic program that'll run automatically off your startup file, uh, and you can then just set the palette colors, set the text width to whatever you want. On boot there you up. go. Right. right. But I think I think they're looking for something they can do specifically in ROM because they had mentioned they've got a unique setup with two different CPUs. They've got a 6809 and a 6309. And they would like to turn on the cocoa and when they boot to a specific ROM, have a different color set for each ROM. So I think they're looking for a ROM-based solution versus a RAM-based solution. Are we talking about Coco 3s? Well, that's, I'm not sure. They're out there in the live chat right now. So, um, again, on the Coco 2, you're very limited on your color set because of the VDG, right? The text mode VDG has got two different, yeah, Coco 2 is what they're saying. Yeah. So it's, it's, you're, you have got VDG options where it's basically black on green or green on black. And then the alternate color set would be red on orange or orange on red, right? Depending on if it's inverted or not. So those are really your only color options on the Coco 1 and 2 because there is no palettes for those. Correct. All right. So, so the question would be: Can you? Where would they go into the ROM to change the default VDG mode for basic? And yeah, as, as as Ken Record has mentioned, there you the can unraveled. check the basic unraveled series by Spectrum yeah, yeah. Online. yeah. I can tell you, it's in the front door. There, it's just like one of the first things that gets set up. Yeah. So if yeah. you when go to the color just look for anything storing FF two two, that'll control the color set. Yeah. And you'll need an EEPROM burner if you want to re- put it in ROM permanently. Yeah, and it sounds like they've got that. And then uh, Mark Overhoser is also saying, if you go to our Discord server and go into the hardware channel, Dave Phillipson has posted some code in Discord in the hardware channel. That I asked, uh, and David responded. So Okay, there you go. All right, so hopefully we've pointed you in the right direction, Dave and Sharon. Sorry to uh, derail the news, but when you've got live people asking live questions, we want to make sure we acknowledge our viewers too. Uh, thank you for indulging, indulging me there. Now back to Curtis and the news. Okay. You have to reshare. You're still sharing. <clears throat> still sharing. Okay. So next up um, is another Jim Gary uh, video playthrough of a game that I don't have a clue how to pronounce. Okay. Uh, a Haas Lovag text adventure playthrough. Now, basically what this is, is this is a game that was written in Hungarian. So the original oh. gameplay was all in Hungarian. So he's translated it to English. Oh. Not so only does he translate computer languages, but he translates uh, national languages, too. Oh, I like that. I like the little dots over the uh, thing. You're in a hut. Order pizza. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get bread. Okay. <laughs> Oh my god, it's raining. Like, that's so like loud. pizza sticks, right? Get yeah. <laughs> Get Get stuff. Get How do you even know the stuff is there? Get pineapple. You're standing. We'll in have front to ask Jim Gary. Is he still in the chat? He can tell us how. Yeah. I'm, get stoned. Yeah. Um, and get pizza. So basically, it's a, it's a text adventure game, but the fact that it was translated from Hungarian, which the original author wrote the game in yeah. to English, is not something you hear about every day. So Yeah, absolutely. We've just been joined by Grant Leedy, the Internet's own Grant Leedy. 
You're blocked by a massive web. spider emerges from the web. Kill spider. You pummel the spider with your staff. As it dies, a flute falls from its web. Wow, this is really cool. I'm not going to play the whole thing, but uh, definitely an interesting game. If you have an MC10, go grab a copy. All right. Very, very cool. Thank you, Jim Gary, for another contribution. Yeah, he'll definitely have to be on that list. Another person will have to be on that list will be Henry Reitfeld, because he's done a lot of interesting videos doing some pretty unique things. Reitfeld, Reitfeld. Yeah. So we've we've had him doing like the P-51 Mustang attack flight simulator, playing head-to-head on modems and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one, he's using the original plug-in power controller on his Coco One. And he's actually using it to control a couple of things, including his Coleco Atom and the modem that's hooked up to his Coleco Atom. So he's actually having the Coco remotely turn those things on. Wow. This is just a quick video that loud showing you how I use my original gray plug-in power with my Color Computer 1 to control my Coleco Atom <laughs> and modem. Don't try this on a 6502, folks. Uh. <laughs> so I start by setting the switch. Z80 to power. This is cool because I just bought one of these. <laughs> Even ran in 4K of RAM. So is he dog. Did I just hear somebody snore there for a second? <laughs> Are we putting Nick Morentes to sleep? Or uh, that, that wasn't me. Check Nick Morota. First off, I'm I muted. Filmed. Secondly, I'm awake. Okay. Uh, the staring would have an Australian accent otherwise. This is uh, Siri circa 1982. Oh. Yeah, right. All the <laughs> yeah. Hey, Alexa, turn, turn on, on my Adam. Yeah, Alexa, turn on my Adam. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh man! No, oh, I'm losing a bid on uh, eBay. My phone is telling me. He's got a clock. Give it a default time. Oh, it's a real time clock. There you Look go. Look at that. Oh, it's sold. Right. That lot of cocoa so books has sold. Menu. He knows what's important. I have the house code set to A, and my different modules. So over here, I have two of them set to house code one, or sorry, um. Code one and code three. They're so close together. Why does he just walk over to yeah, it? Yeah, right. It because on? it's not as cool to do it on your cooker. <laughs> <laughs> You're obviously not a proper geek, Nick. If you have to yeah. ask a silly question like that, <laughs> this, this is like this is something that David Ladd would do. Just create a convoluted way to do something just because he can. <laughs> what are those cartoons called that where you make this intricate system of things interlinked to do something? Yeah, it's like the mousetrap game. Rube, the, uh, Rube, Rube Goldberg. Rube Goldberg. Yeah. Yeah. Rube Goldberg right? Uh, Rico Adam on. Hey, you have to make sure his printer's on. Turn on the modem. So, so he's going to get this rigged up, here. I'm sure, so he can call remotely the into modem the modem. Is, trigger the cocoa to, to turn on the atom. One. I've never seen how this stuff works. So we'll this type in controller stuff. And who's going to use the atom if he's one. not at home? He can, re- he can remote in by, via modem to his cocoa, remote into that, and then turn on his atom remotely from his cocoa. There, you just turned on the <laughs> modem. You can see the lights blinking. <laughs> yeah, you can see the lights go on. He can't, just turned on my he can't use the atom. He's boom. not there. <laughs> doesn't matter. He's turned it on. <laughs> this is to freak out the pets when you it's leave like, them at home. It's like home that Alexa commercial. The guy's driving home. He says, turn on the lights, turn on the stove for my I'm wife. sorry, Dave. I yeah. can't do that. <laughs> it's, it's just a really cool uh, demonstration of actually running the home the plug and power controllers. I'm used to use it control your lights and stuff right, but basically right. you can trigger anything on and off so if you want to turn off your tv or 
you know, at night, if you fall asleep watching a movie, you could do it all from your cocoa, which is kind of cool. Chet, Chet, I'm sure we'll give us an update. Help it fire up Digger 3 form or something. Yeah, I, I, well, I have all my home controlled by the clapper. So it's, uh, <laughs> not the wife? I'm sorry. <laughs> you said the clapper then, didn't you? Yeah, the clapper. <laughs> All right. and, 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 <laughs> can we use the clapper on this show? Yes, <laughs> clap it off. Okay. Jim's been clapping like crazy the last two hours. I don't yeah. know. Okay, TRS-80 Trash Talk. They're doing a live show coming up soon, right? Tonight, Thank 9 p.m. Eastern time. Um, you can watch it on YouTube, and they're also asking people to come and join in on the Zoom call itself. So uh, Mark can post the uh, link there. Uh, they are accepting even us lowly Coco users. Wow. Which is good. Really? Speaking of scraping. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll also be previewing a new Model 1-3 game called Roundup. By Peter Satinsky. Yeah. And that's so tonight. Tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Does that have anything to do with killing weeds? I was just going to say that. You beat me to it. <laughs> That's what they call the weed killer roundup. So yeah. uh, All right. Okay. Three people with the same bad joke at one time. <laughs> I showed respect. That's Coco talk for you. <laughs> I think you, you should just continue scraping. Yes. On and the, the last thing. item in the news here was one that David Ladd alluded to near the beginning. He's been playing around some of Nitro Stein stuff we've been doing. Uh, this next one is a very brief demo um, of one pretty major speed up we did to one API call called fstring copy mem, which a quick explanation, it copies memory from outside your process into your process to take a look at. So a lot of uh, programs and utilities use this to like grab, you know, like your your module directory, mdir or proc to see your processes. It actually grabs stuff right out of other places to display those things in your screen. So we sped up the 6809 version and it actually sped up more than I was expecting. I was expecting maybe 50%. It's actually several hundred percent faster. It's almost close to the 6309 version. So the first version here will show you beta 4, or if you've got the 3.30 distribution, how fast uh, PROC and MDIR run normally on 6809. Wow, it's not very fast. <laughs> yeah, pretty slow. So the improvement we've been doing will be part of the beta 5. Wow, that's faster. And you can use this for like grabbing graphics out of other programs. So if you're trying to like grab get put buffers, you want to steal some graphics out of Texter or something like that, you can do that too. So um, it should help with quite a few utilities and stuff later on. Who's introducing an echo? Yeah, who's echoing? Sounds like a different person echoing. It does. Oh, stop now, Brian. That might have been me. Okay, thank you. You made Curtis sound more manly. That's probably the first time anybody's ever said that. <laughs> yeah, so. I almost think I got hair in my chest now. <laughs> now say nightmare highway. Nightmare highway. <laughs> and that is the news for today. The rest ah. of the stuff will be on the game on segment. All right. Well, let's wrap this up with the same uh, professional little piece we started off with. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that concludes Coco News with L. Curtis Boyle. Very cool. Thank you, Curtis, for doing that. Um, no, good stuff. Very, very, very good thanks, stuff. Thanks did for all the fall, false positives. You, that's, that's good to hear. Did you have music under that, Stevie, or is it... Uh, I did, okay. but I'm not sharing sound. Oh, we... I wasn't sharing sound because Curtis just finished sharing. Uh, okay, okay. Um, I was going to say, I have to write some music for you. 
Okay, so we're going to take a brief commercial break, and then we'll come back with the Game On segment. And Ben, are you still with us? Ben Drakes, Explorer VR? I see Yes, I'm still here. Okay, when we come back, how about we start off with your game, since you're here, and you can maybe explain to me how to do it, because I'm, I'm not very smart. I'd be happy to. All right. And then so. we'll do chats after that, and then I'll just throw in the other ones as a trailer. Sounds good. All right, so we're going to start off, and let me go ahead and turn on my uh, sharing again, so you guys can all enjoy this. But sure. Yeah. leading weekly video podcast featuring a candy colored computer we spread the love to the past present and future for all models including the original colored computer the coco 3 and the world-renowned exclusive french un ordinateur couleur qui a de la personnalité, le Coco 2 de Radio Sac. On solde pour Noël à partir de 149,95. And now, Coco Thoughts by Samuel Gimes. If you're using your color computer in Quebec and it stops working, is it now a Coco won't do? 8-slot MPI, floppy drive, Coco SDC, sound speech pack, orchestra 90, RS-232 pack, modem pack, super IDE. You start adding all those together if you want them all usable at the same time. Well, guess what? You just went over the 4-slot MPI.
Hi, it's Curtis Boyle, part of the uh, Coco Tech crew of people, and a lot of us are here down at the Coco Fest, having a great time. It's the second day, and we're just about done, so you guys have to come out next year. All situations depicted in this trailer actually happened. This true story has been anonymized to protect the guilty. Starting in the dead of winter, a group of bored teenagers blew stuff up, learned code cracking, learned phone freaking, hijacked and hacked. No system was safe. No one could catch them, or so they thought. A true story at the dawn of the internet. System hacked. We now return you to Coco Talk. All right, everybody, get ready for Game On, a gaming segment of Coco Talk where we talk about Coco games. We got some live playthroughs and some internet reviews this week. So, how about we get the game to All right, and here we are. We are in a segment that everybody loves. The Game On segment, where we're going to talk about Coco Gaming. we got some Coco games in the background right now. It looks like Jason's got Nightmare Highway going in the background. Brian Weasler's got um, Space Intruders going on there. Is that the Nick Morenti's game there? Right? Is, did I say the name right? Is it Space Intruders or what is it yep. called? Yeah, that's it. Okay. <laughs> then we got Rob Inman with the Pallet Hacked uh, Lunar Rover Patrol back there. That's looking good. We've got uh, Nick Marota playing. Uh, is that Buzzard Bait in the background there? Buzzard Bait with the RGB patch. I'm with the RGB great. patch. So we got games in the background. Yeah, David O'Connor has The Frog by Tom Mix. <laughs> the Frog by Tom Mix. So we got yep. games. We got games going on here. And we Brian, got games. Cashman, Brian, are you going to play some music or are you just holding that guitar? Brian's muted. He can't hear us right now. <laughs> He's tuning. All right. He's playing so, a Chinese song so called one of the things that One of the suggestions that came through um, <laughs> from last week's show was to, rather than do game, you know, if we're going to if we're gonna play video game clips, um, don't do it as part of the news. Do it as part of the game on segment. So that's a great idea. But we also have a video game that Ben Drakes has submitted. And Ben, you're here, correct? Yes, I'm here. Okay. So I'm running this in XROAR, the Dragon and Coco emulator by Karen Anscombe. And um, so tell us about this game that we're going to look at here, Ben, that's called Ben's Beetle. Karen. Okay. Well, uh, I don't know if you have a variant of this in your part of the world, but Beetle is a traditional British game. It's a family game. I should explain how you play that. Um, So... My mother, the day before Christmas Eve, she told me that she wanted to play Beetle over Christmas because it reminded her of, of her childhood because she used to, to play that game. So you'd all sit around a table with a piece of paper and a pen, and you take it in turn rolling a dice. And uh, the, the aim of the game is to draw a Beetle before anyone else. But you have to draw the body first, 
And for that, you need to roll a six. Once you've rolled a six, you draw the body of the beetle. And then you're waiting to get either a, a three to draw a leg or a five to draw a head. Once you've drawn the head, if you roll a four, you can draw the antenna. And if you get a, a one, you can draw either a tail or eyes. There are variations on the game. Okay. But my version um, doesn't have wings or a tail, and the one and two do something else, which you'll see when you play the game. Okay. Ooh. So, yeah, all right. So that sounds like, and Ken Riker just mentioned, too, that there is a game that we played with plastic toys that was called Cootie, where you had to put bugs together. But I didn't know the rules of Cootie. I know and yes, when the, I was in grade school, I used to get the Cootie sometimes. But um, That's right. That's the same <laughs> game with, with a different name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and because I never played the plastic toy game, I didn't know that there were rules to that. All right. So this is called Ben's Beetle. Now, it, it's asking for four players. Is it mandatory that we have four players in the game? No, you could play with two, three, or four. If you only had three, then when it asks for players four na- four's name, then you just hit return. What's the minimum it- number of players I'm going to need to do here for this demo? Two. Okay. So we are going to do Nick Marota and Nick Morentes. And we won't know who's who because they're both Nick. Um, <laughs> you're trying to crash my Finally, game. Finally, <laughs> the battle is on. I'll be the one who wins and um, Nick Morota can be the loser. Right. <laughs> then, we'll do, then we'll do David Ladd and David O'Connor. And we won't know who's who because it's David and David. So, <laughs> All right, so Nick M. So now to roll the die, what do we do? We just press a button? Yes, just hit return and it will roll the die. And it should be a random number. Between okay, you players. rolled a six. So Nick Marota. And now, so the six is the body? Oh, he's got lucky, yes. He got a body. Okay, so now we, that was Nick Marota. Now it's Nick Marenti's turn. Roll the die, Nick Space bar, maybe. Okay, Nick, you rolled a four, and what does that get you? Nothing? Nothing, because he doesn't have a body. You have to do the body first, okay. Good going, Nick. And this is, okay, David, the other David. You're going to roll your die. Dave, Dave's not here, man. So until you roll a six, you're screwed, right? That's correct. So you're going to keep you, pla- Go ahead. Unless you roll a one. If you roll a one, then you have the option to go for a risky roll. So you get to roll the die again. And then if it's evens, so two, four, or six, then you'll get the, the body part that you need. Mm. If, it's, if it's odds, then all the other players get the part that they need. Oh, so that's the variation. That's what I've added to the game. Ah, okay. So we've just gone through one round, and so far Nick Marota got lucky. He rolled a six on his first try, so he's got a body. Skill. Okay. Uh, No, that was me. That was me. (laughs) (laughs) Might have rolled. It's all in the wrist. All in the wrist. All right. Let's see who gets their beetle first. So it's also visual. Oh, we have. Go ahead, Marco. This kind of reminds me of like playing Hangman, you know, where you have the word you have to guess and then, you yeah. know, the character is drawn, yeah. except it's using numbers. Mm. Yeah, same type of concept, though. And, and Ben, you mentioned this is your very first game you've ever programmed, correct? This is my first ever completed game, yes. Ah, so I'm very happy that you guys are showing it. Thank yeah. you for Very cool. Yeah. All right, David. I'm not sure which David this is, but it's one of the Davids. David, roll the <laughs> die. Uh, you rolled a four. Okay. Nick him. All right. 
And and so uh, we have a comment in the live chat too from Rob in a minute. He goes, "Ben's Beetle has digital to analog converted sound, just like Nightmare Highway." <laughs> <laughs> uh, so regarding the sound, you may notice there are, there are two tones, and maybe that's slowing it down a bit. I will look to see if I can speed it up. The second tone is either high or low. High. Hmm. Which it was there. Ah, look at that. that. So what is that? Sign. Is that an is that an arm he just got? That, that's a leg. A leg. Yes. Okay. Okay. Which, if you're I'm a if you're a beetle, I guess that's the same thing. Yeah. They don't <laughs> differentiate like we do. <laughs> that was a low tone, which means it wasn't good for. Ah, so a high tone is good. Gotcha. Yes. Ah, low tone. That's like a raspberry. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh-huh. we've got four players here, and we're building four beetles. So we should have uh, John Paul. Yeah, George, John Paul. And, yeah. Okay. Oh, somebody rolls okay. a one. Do we want to go. go for a risky roll? Yes. I, I recommend that because if it's uh, if it's odd, then all the other players will get a body. Yeah, which will speed things up. Uh, Tim Franklin's asking: Is Nick M's beetle a dung beetle? <laughs> and which Nick M is the question? <laughs> oh, so you'll need to press Y. Don't yeah. press. You don't press any of the key. Too bad. So so that gives everybody yeah. else uh, a piece that they were missing. That's right. That'll speed things up. So you Number have three. to keep track on what people have. So this guy got a head. Where he had a leg. Everybody else just got a body. Yeah. Now, the game changes once you have a head, because if you roll a two, you can now nibble at another beetle. So you could take away oh, Nick, Nick wow. M. Could eat David's That's body. Evil. We gotcha. We gotcha. So you're yeah. saying this game is promoting cannibalism amongst that is beetles. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> that is just straight awesome. <laughs> but the game also keeps track of how many times somebody nibbled you, and then it displays that at the end oh, of the game. Oh, so you know who to... Punch. You rolled a two. And Nibble you another win, beetle. Yep, Ooh. You get the chance to do it now. All right. So who is this? Who? <laughs> which beetle? Two, three, or four? Let's nibble at the other Nick so he's not as far ahead as he is. <laughs> okay. Just, you just had your body nibbled away, other Ooh. Nick. All right. Oops. Nick, yeah, uh, Nick and now he's going to have to roll a six or hope that someone else rolls a one and then it's even. Okay, David, roll the die. <laughs> the other David, roll the die. <laughs> <laughs> Nick M, roll the die. And so right now, Nick M, the first Nick M, is in the lead. Yeah, that one's mine. <laughs> yeah, you wish. You wish. Oh, he got his antennae. You want, and of course, we're going to risk the risky roll. Oh, yeah. You rolled 11s. Lucky you. Yeah, uh, evens is, is good for the player who rolls it. I, got, I confused myself. Earlier. Okay. Okay. Very cool. You rolled a six. David rolled a die. So we're going to. Right now, it's. Well, the, Nick M or David could be a contender here. Nibble another beetle. We are going to nibble. Australia and Canada are which in beetle? the lead. We're going to nibble the one. We're going to bite the head off of David. All right. Oh. <laughs> I can't talk now. <laughs> I've got no head. Well, beetles two, three, and four can't nibble. It's only a flesh wound. Oh, because they don't have a head to nibble with. Like okay. But let's say that uh, one of the David ends up winning the game. 
it'll tell him how many times each of the other players nibbled at him, right. and then he can choose to devour the people who who nibbled him the most. Oh wow! Or he can devour <laughs> all of them. Get it all he, back. Or he can be magnanimous and let everyone live. Ah, oh, wow! You get you have moral decisions to make at the end of the game. <laughs> oh, David just sprouted ahead again. You can talk again now, David. Hey. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. <laughs> now, which David is which? That's for you to interpret. Uh, I'll, I'll let David Ladd go with the one with the, at the end. He's got an antenna. Oh, somebody's got an antenna. Bees. Oh, I've got an antenna. David 3 got oh, an no, antenna. He's got a leg. David 4 has got a leg, yeah. David Ladd, apply directly oh, to the forehead. Oh, Nick M. and David 4 are now tied for the most appendages and uh, accessories on their beetle. <laughs> the most complete beetle. Yes. <laughs> this could take a while. The complete beetles. <laughs> now, do you include the support of uh, the plethora of sound chips on the market with the final release of this product? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know how to do multi-voices. I think you need uh, to use machine language for that or you need yeah. a sound pack oh, we can look at this look at this we have everybody's yes, tied. we're all even how did that happen how yeah, did everybody get tied <laughs> it's rigged go for a risky <laughs> roll yes so ben we know this guy he's even british you rolled five odds too bad oh each, look know. at that we got Ooh. we got the first Ooh. three players are in the lead so I can assure you that the, the die is completely random. Yeah. It wasn't at first <laughs> because I used the uh, the function RND yes. to generate a random number. Yeah. But I found that it was always the same. Right. And each game, it would start as a three, then it would be a two, then a one, then some other number, which really surprised Yeah, you have to reseed it uh, using the timer. Yeah, it's pseudo-random. It's just a okay. mathematical function yeah. that if you seed it with a specific number, it's always going to generate the same random numbers. Wow. But you can seed it with a, I think, uh, can't you see the random well, number? Well, gener- seed it with negative timer. Yeah, negative timer is what you use. So you yeah. say like X equals negative timer and that just resets the seed? Random or? negative timer. Oh, I didn't know about that. Negative so timer. Negative so timer. I just... I just ended up making my own random number generator using the timer. Interesting. I didn't know there was such a thing as negative timer. I, I really thought we were trying to keep this show positive. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> now we're talking about negative at, timers. Time. You rolled odds. Too bad. So, oh, look at this. Oh. Oh. How many freaking legs does this beetle have? They have six. Oh, wow. Is that a leg? Yeah. It's a beetle. <laughs> yeah, this is going to take a while. All right. This is cool, though. So um, if I had done this by only putting in two names, would it have skipped player three and player four? Uh, yes. If you only put two uh, names in, then it will just treat it as a two-player game. Okay. Well, look at it. So David three right now is half- halfway there with his appendages. Let's, see, let's, let's all cheer on uh, David three here. Thoughts and prayers for run, David three. I can run it. I uh, can run around in circles now. Well, yeah. <laughs> if nobody nibbles David, then it should be over fairly soon. Yeah, I want to. I want to see the ending screen on this here. And there can also be a tie. It is possible if uh, someone rolls a one, and then it's odds on the risky roll 
three other players could uh, get the limb that they need. And in the, if that happens, then there's a, there's a roll-off to decide who is the master beetle. Mm. I'd be interested to see you. I'm going to have to look at your code to see what you did for the random number generator. Well, I can, expi- I can explain that to you if you like. Sure. So um, what I do is I put the timer into a variable, and then if it's over 1,000, I subtract 1,000 until it's in the hundreds. And then I subtract 100 until it's less than 100. And then I copy that, that number into two variables. And then the second one, I reduce it by 10 until it's less than 10. And uh, then I create another variable. And if it's uh, so, if that second one was zero or one, then the new variable is, is one, and so on, up to five. And then uh, the one that was, uh, was a 10 in the tens. Um, I look at if it's zero between zero and five, then that becomes a zero. And if it was between um, five and, and nine, then that's that's a one basically. Uh, well, I set up a value between you know, um, one and five, and then I either add one to it or I don't. So between mm-hmm. those two variables, I, I've got a, um, a range of one and six. So that's how I did it. There's, it's probably quite a clunky clunky way of doing it. I could have done it better, but. Uh, um, yeah, well, you, you did it. You did it one. yourself, um, and um, you. Um, the, I think the only thing I would point out, you know, the timer is based on the, you know, the, the computer keeps counting through a cycle sixty per second, and it goes up to like sixty five thousand. So, mm-hmm. depending on where you are on your timer, you're going to probably be greater than one thousand for a great period of time. So, um, yes. you, you know, so you might want to take that into consideration or maybe just now that you know about the random negative timer, that might simplify this too. Well, if that's quicker, I'll definitely go with that. It's a good yeah. suggestion. I had thought about doing a minus 10,000 if it was over 10,000 and so on just to speed it up. But, uh, yeah. We are really so what's the, uh, this, right this, this minus timer thing, what do you, what do, you do? Say timer equals minus 10 no, you or say something. Like, and pick, pick, a, pick any variable, like X equals random negative timer. and Random, you know, left parentheses, negative timer, right parentheses. And, and then yeah, that just resets. tells it to reseed where in the random number generation sequence you are. And since it's based on the timer, which is 1 60th of a second, you're not going to usually catch the same number every time. So it basically reseeds it to a, ran- a truly random value. Okay. I'll have to look into that further and... Not a, not I want to see somebody win this game. I want to see what happens when we win. How about mm. I do this? How about I will continue to play this while uh, somebody else shows something else off. When we get closer, I'll bring it over. Uh, who else wants hey, to show we'll off something in the game? Right back. So we got more game stuff to show. Chet, do you want to show off some of your stuff? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Where um, is Chet? Hold on. There's so many faces uh, and stuff on here. I can't. I'm going cross-eyed right now. Cosmic Ambush. Where the hell is Chet? Uh, right here, man. <laughs> I swear to Chet's God, I email. don't know why I can't see <laughs> Nick Morandi's Paul Barton Rondo. I'm Robin. the Cashman scene. Oh, that's why I don't know that that's you because um, I don't see your face. There you okay. go. There we go. I see Chet Simpson's Cashman on the screen. All right, so we're going to hear from Chet Simpson now. Okay, so now all of the uh, the, the videos that I've done uh, for the promos in the, the, the past few weeks have been uh, recorded on, on BCC and, and, uh, or using BCC on a PC. And um, 
so today what I wanted to do is show a little bit of, of Digger uh, running on actual hardware. I finally got to one of the 512K uh, machines that I plucked off the eBay, got everything up and running, uh, got my Coco SDC, got uh, that up and loaded up uh, yesterday, was able to spend some time playing it and making some tweaks. And uh, it, it's just a much different look and feel when you're on you know an actual machine so i just wanted to share some of that you know versus the you know some of the videos that, are, that have been posted you know the last few weeks and, and get that so let me get uh get this turned on oops oh look at that a right. cm8 yeah, so this is a CMate that I also plucked off of off of eBay, and it does have the door. Um, and I, what I found I'm is so jelly. that yeah, with the with the door, there's <laughs> there's definitely a significant in, you know performance improvement. So if you have a door, you know you're going to be pleasantly <laughs> surprised you know, with the game. You're you're, you're definitely going to be uh, yeah, make all of us feel bad. Yeah, that's 120 megahertz or 120 hertz door, isn't it? Yeah, the black the black levels are a lot better when the door's in place too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they do, they do. So I just need to make a couple of adjustments. You know, obviously, the, you know, it's. Uh, I, I think it has been opened up before, but uh, um, anyway. So let me go ahead and get this uh, loaded up and turn around here. Oops. Oh yeah, we're That's uh. Oh, I see why. Let me move around here. I typed that in wrong. Yeah, I'm gonna continue to work show. on my Beatles. <laughs> All right. I think Chad did this on purpose just to get the suspense going. Oh, I get to nibble up another beetle. <laughs> How many of those you got left? I have beetle number three. Only needs one more arm, so we might be getting Ooh. close. Yeah, if we if this take if this takes much longer, we might have to break in for the beetle. Yeah, let's, let's the be- switch back the be- over the, be- the <laughs> over the beetle. I want to see the beetle get eaten. All right, well we're getting close. And down under right. beetle. <laughs> If you find any bugs that aren't supposed to be in there, let me know, Stevie. <laughs> Good one. I like that. Yeah, it's, yeah. All right. So, um, no, ooh, anyway, it's so, a nibble of beetle. Your software is full of bugs. Hey, what happened to me? I'm not doing so well. We're screwing with you. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and so we have our wonderful, wonderful loading scene. That, I uh, like this. Yeah, it took many, many, many hours to, to do this. It was very, very... Uh, yeah, the graphics design on this is just incredible. Oh, there's the title screen. Look at this. That looks cool. Look at how yeah. much animation is going on here. Are you here. sure you don't have an Amiga hooked up to this? Yeah, this is a real Coco. <laughs> this, this this is a it's a uh, six eight or nine Coco three. It's got a, an old school five twelve k upgrade, and just the Coco SGC on it. I like that. So it, it's it, really it, cool. It, yeah, from this side, it actually looks much, much, much better. Um, the the colors are, are really are very crisp on the monitor. It looks you know like. You'd expect it to on real hardware. Yeah, absolutely. So of course, you know with this version, you know this is a uh, you know we got a new title scene with uh you know the pretty much the same options that were in the uh, uh, in the preview last year. You know you have your help to kind of give you an idea of how to play the game. You know, credits for you know a list of people, some of the people that have uh, uh, you know contributed to uh, to making sure that that uh, you know the game gets out, and uh, you know of course being able to uh, uh, to play. So and, and most of the scenes are, you know, of course, just like this one. Uh, so you can, you know, expect this kind of stuff throughout the game. Press dig to start. Oh. And I'm going to play with the keyboard lava. because, you know, I do have a deluxe joystick, but I've, I've found that I suck with it. 
um, or the the joystick itself sucks up because I've been testing this with a um, with a Sega Lite gamepad with the uh, with the thumbsticks and, and I found that it, it plays much much better with that. Uh, but I think there's going to have to be some adjustments made uh, to the input system in order to uh, uh, accommodate some of the uh, uh, the quirks of this uh, this particular joystick. And of course, that that's one of the big reasons why I wanted to make sure that you know I got this played on hardware before it went out uh, to make sure that that kind of stuff w- was definitely addressed before uh, you know hit the players. I think this is the first time I played this with the. What is that one called? The Gold. What did it say? The Golgothan. The Golgothan. And you can see here we've got uh, some sparklies. This is one of the things that uh, you know you can't really account for um, in uh, you know when you're using an emulator like BCC. So you know the, the, those kind of things that uh, you you do have to take care of on. Uh, so does that mean you have an 86 gimme versus an 87 gimme? That I don't actually know. I've had reports that it's actually occurring on 87s as well. Mm. Um, Usually, so. that's a palette thing. Like if you change a palette right, you know, at the wrong yeah, and that spot of the be sink. happening. Yeah. That's the thing. That kind of stuff shouldn't be happening. So we're just going to go on to the next level, and you know, it gives you a, uh, it gives you your uh, your bonus life, uh, you know, award for for completion of the level. Your bonus uh, points for that. Uh, your survival and kindness bonuses as well. And what is it, a, what is a kindness kind of, bonus? Does that mean you didn't hurt anybody, or yeah, it means you didn't kill them. Any ah, of the guards. Okay. So, and then of course, you know, you're on level eight. You just finished level eight. You've got your score of, uh, you know, 1600. And uh, you've got a couple of lives left now. Name. Should uh-huh. also mention, too, the, the, right now the warp codes for the testing are based on the level number. I'm assuming that's not going to be in the actual full game. Oh, no. I'm not going to make it that <laughs> easy. Come on. I mean, if I want to yeah. go to level nine, I just type in 0009. Yeah, and they're in hex, so it's nine. Nine makes it uh, it makes it easier for testing, so you don't sure. have to remember, uh-huh, you remember you which one. I know, is, right? Yeah. I love is that. there any uh-huh, significance to the waterfall, or are they just background that's just there? Um, yeah, there are some. Uh, they do uh, have some significance um, on some levels. Um, right. So that's. Something that you'll just have to explore once you. Oh, uh, evil! You when you fall, game. I hate yeah. those hidden ones it's that you don't fall know. through. Yeah, yeah that's I evil. found those on the first level. <laughs> evil. You gonna have cheat codes? Maybe, maybe not. You'll just have <laughs> to explore and find them. There are there have been cheat codes in every single game that I've released in the past. I just don't think anybody's ever found them. Mm. So yeah, the the water looks a little toxic there. The green water <laughs> looks really, really good. Yeah, you know, back in the day, Chet, this would have been a bestseller. People would have paid big bucks. Oh yeah, there's so much going on in the screen. Right yeah, now. For so sure. much animation. Definitely you got multiple birds or bats. You've got bats. multiple bad guys running around. You got bubble animation, waterfall animation. Is that real animation and not palette? cycling yeah that's that, that that's all that's all uh blitting um there's no there's actually no palette animation anywhere in the game wow. um they're just yeah the, the there was a a basic color set that was used and that was fixed okay. um back for uh for digger 2 and, and uh, gold runner 2000 so it's the same palette um that we've been working on since then so this is my question cheddar so are you still are you still learning like new techniques to this day like in order to do things like this um, I've yeah I, I, the over the last year I've gone through and revisited a lot of optimizations and I've got a whole collection um, of notes for optimizations for all of the scrolling, blitting, you know, background management, all of that kind of things. It really really speeds up the game. Some of it I've employed here. Um, some of it, a couple of the techniques um, were originally in Digger too, but they've been expanded uh, significantly. 
So and that covers things like, you know, not just the background management, but one to one overlays uh, on the full screen. So you can have a full screen overlaid manage uh, very, very efficiently so that it, it, there, you won't see much, notice much of an impact. It's just interesting to see like you guys like you and Nick pushing the hardware and doing things that are like Yeah, I mean there's always feedback you know different yeah the, I'm sorry, you're you're really, really low volume. I don't Oh sorry, we're seeing things oh. like you and Nick Morentes are pushing the hardware and we're seeing things that we didn't just didn't see back in the day. Well the, I mean there's always it's really, new really impressive that uh, you know that come into play, and it, it, there's there's techniques that's, that work in, in some games and really fail badly in others. So, you know, it just depends a lot on, on the type of games that you do. And if you haven't done that particular type of game before, yeah, you're you're gonna you know get some new new optimizations. Just like going from uh, uh, you know from a uh, static screen to a four way scrolling, it, it's a much much different type of management that has to go on. Uh, right. But it does have some similarities and does share some some attributes with what you do on a on a stationary screen. But it's much much more involved. It looks beautiful. Copyright twenty twenty. Yeah, I got a question. When when we see Homer down there in the bottom left hand corner and he's walking towards the stair the ladder, mm-hmm. how Homer, does he? Not Homer. How how does he know <laughs> to automatically Don't. climb up that ladder? Is it because <laughs> the next block over is solid too, and he's got no choice? What what's making him know to climb up that ladder right there? Well, there's there's a set of rules that say whether or not they should move in a particular direction, um, and that's actually one of the things that's being tweaked right now. There's some corner cases that need to be addressed. Um, like there's uh, some uh, instances where these guys will just run around in a circle. Um, in some cases, it works, but in a lot uh, of others, it doesn't. And then there's some that uh, you know when they get to an edge of the rope, what do they do? There's uh, so yeah, there there's a set of rules that that. Are employed in order for them to get to you pretty quickly. Okay, that's no, neat. I mean, it's very mesmerizing. I love watching like a track screens that just do stuff because you can kind of get mesmerized and just stare at that forever. Sometimes, you know, and this is just <laughs> really cool. Just to, like kind of like a screensaver type thing, just to sit here and watch these guys go through their motions. You know. Yeah, mm. it is. It's a, it's a, one of those things that I, um, you know, planned uh, last year. I just wasn't exactly sure where I was going to take it and, mm-hmm. until I started getting the, uh, you know, some of the the sludge falls in there, and uh, then a lot of the uh, the art um, and presentation aspects of it kind of came together. The hardest part was really trying to trying to decide where, you know, to, to put stuff for the for the menu because there are actually a couple of options that I'd like to put in there, um, but. You know how that's presented and how easy it is to, to access that. You know, kind of changes with, with that. So, and I'm not really too happy with the high score down there at the bottom. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what I end up doing with that. Okay. Well, I mean, it's it you've it's in there. I can't think of any on this current screen. I can't think of anywhere mm-hmm. else where you would put it right now. So maybe a different color, but yeah, yeah. or maybe a yeah. background. Yeah, and there's a lot of ways to, to, to do it, you know, shifting things and even, you know, modifying the scene slightly. So, you know, th- there's actually a lot of options with uh, w- with the stuff that I'm, I'm actually using because this is um, – it's actually running a game level right now. This is a kind of a built-in level uh, that's been included, and it just runs through it and hides the uh, the main character. Hey, Chet, okay. we have a question from uh, YouTube. Dragon Bites asks, how long have you say you've been developing this game to this point? Um, this particular version, I mean, if you include um, – 
the development time for you know Goldrunner 2000 and and Digger 2 because I mean that's what this is based on. Continuation. Um, plus uh, the work that I did on, on last year. I mean I didn't. In fact, I was talking to somebody yesterday. I didn't do any work between uh, uh, late December of last year and September of this year. Uh, so Nine all months. in total, probably a year. Hmm. Now, Chet, you you have some options in the test version here for changing the frame rate. Uh, you've mm-hmm. got a regular speed, a double speed, and a half speed. Is that is, are you planning on speeding the game up at some point, or is that just for testing your routines? Or uh, that's just for 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 testing routines. We did the, one of the levels that I had on the preview uh, originally changed that, uh, but we found that that particular aspect of gameplay was it just wasn't really designed for that originally. Um, so the animations, the speed of the characters uh, are pretty fixed from the original, and it just made it really clunky. So we just decided to, to, to leave it fixed at, at 20 frames, and use the, uh, the you know the, the continue to use the frame changer for uh, uh, performance uh, testing. So I can set it down. I can tell it to run at 60 frames a second. And I can see okay, well it's still only running at 30, um, or you know 20. You know, see how close it is to something. And I've got other indicators that aren't included in that build. Okay. Cool. Very, very cool. Very nice. Anybody have any questions or comments for Chet on Digger 3 right now? Now, the the, the version you're having right now, is this limited distribution? Because I know a few people have seen it. Could anybody who asked for it gets it? Or are you trying to keep this under closed wraps no, right there's, now? There's a limited audience of the, uh, on this particular uh, build. I mean, this is, there's final testing going on. There's... Uh, um, you know, a lot of tweaks that have to go in. Unfortunately, I've run into a bug, which I'm going to have to uh, to go in, and it's actually quite uh, quite <laughs> um, uh, irritating one. Um, but I wanted to get some of the impressions, get some people out there, you know, playing it, uh, you know, other than uh, you know myself and, and Paul, um, and uh, you know, see what uh, you know any feedback and any problems that they might run into on real hardware. Kind of expand that particular thing, you know, because you know some people do use things differently. We did find some things like, uh, you know, you can't push it directly from the the games menu with the Coco SDC. Uh, so that was one of the things that that, uh, that came up. I need to check and see if there's some type of a compatibility thing, but you, it, for some reason it just doesn't work. Um, and then we've had you know problems with uh, uh, the disk I/O code or the the, the sector read uh, uh, code in that it just didn't work on a real machine once you got off of the you know the emulator. So you know being able to get it out and get some feedback on those particular type of issues and make sure that they don't um, you know escape into the wild is is definitely important to me. So that has been limited okay. um, to certain people. Um, but, you know, and, and the release is, is going to be coming soon. So, I mean, it, it's uh, uh, and the only thing that, uh, that is going to delay that is going to be this, uh, this particular issue that I'm facing that causes it to actually lock up. So are you basically done the level design now? I know you were playing originally and having over 30 levels, and I know there was less on the preview version here, but have you basically got those laid out now, or are you still tweaking those too? Yeah, I've got I've got those, and that's that's one of the reasons. Uh, I'm not going to be making any more tweaks to the additional ones until one the you know the the, the defect is is uh, corrected, um, and the AI has changed because some of the ch- some of the stuff in um, those particular levels, uh, in order to test those, that AI has to change first. So and it's very very uh, you know quick change. But I've got uh, 17 levels in the dis- in the uh, version that's being distributed right now, and I've got another 20 in there. Um, so I'll probably do another 10 as a quick off and just swap out anything that just sucks. <laughs> okay. 
I've just been mesmerized watching him run around and around. I know it's very mesmerizing. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the final version, um, will, will you have an option for, like, if you if you if you let it sit there and, and do its thing, where it just goes through some actual levels and, and plays itself, sort of thing, or like a demo? Yeah, I, I'd consider adding. I'd consider adding an attract scene to it uh, that went off and you know and, and played eleven. And it's certainly possible because that's exactly what it's doing right now. Um, it's cycling through all of yeah. the level, all of the AI, and all of that, right? So, so it's, just, it's just a matter of you know controlling that input in the player. So that, that's actually an easy lift. Unfortunately, that got put um, off to the side uh, as kind of a uh, um, you know kind of a stretch thing. If it gets in, hey, that's great. If not, it doesn't. But and that decision was made. I don't know what September. Um, but the problem, the bug that I'm looking at right now, is probably going to erase any chance of of that happening. <laughs> um, but yeah, a, it would yeah, certainly be possible. Sh- yeah. yeah. Um, I might make an the reason I asked that was, yeah, the reason I was asking that is because uh, you know, obviously, like you know, with my display going on there, I got Frogger in the background there and Matrix and stuff like that. I like to have things, you know, doing something on the on the screen in the background on on, on Coco Talk, and it'd be great to to show off something that that, that, that you know that, that you've done. Part of our crew has done. It'd be great to have that there and. Um, yeah, I mean, if it gets in, I mean, I'll probably make an updated letter time just to see, you know, as a test uh, for some of the sequencing that I've been um, looking at optimizing. Um, but yeah, there's you know, certainly that possibility. But for the for the, for the initial release, that's not uh, that is not a priority or or a plan at this at this time. Hey, chat. There was another question. Lad, wanted to know: Have you tried loading this from a real floppy, and how fast that is? Uh, I know I have not, um, but I have run it on on Mame, uh, just regular. Yeah, uh, the loading time isn't too bad. I would certainly like to improve it, um, but uh, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll have to grab a grease weasel and, and uh, yeah, do some real hardcore diagnostics. You just uh, want to say grease weasel? Yes, I do. I mean, doesn't yeah. everybody? I mean, it just rolls off the tongue. Grease That's weasel. what she said. Have you, have you tried loading this in by cassette? Um, no, but I have. Consider distributing it that way. A truck? <laughs> Mandatory um, cassette distribution. That should really irritate people. So. Hey, Craig Stewart oh, says oh, oh. Uh, impressive, great, great galore in animation. Yes. Hey, yes. Chet, <laughs> would you uh, also do a, a turbo tape loader too? Oh, oh no, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm old school. I'm going straight for the old school stuff. 1500 baud, that's it, man. That's all you're getting. Yeah, I I played it on I played it on Mame, and I think Mame's floppy emulation is actually worse than real hardware, um, and and it was acceptable. The load time and the digitized floppy grinding noise and everything happened in Mame when I pulled pulled the stuff <laughs> up, and it seemed to work okay. Yeah. One one quick question for you, Chet. On, on the final distribution with all thirty plus levels, is that all going to fit onto one disc image, and is it going to be like a forty track or just a standard thirty five? There's, uh, I mean, I, I'm going to be testing it on an 80 track. I'm not sure if the Coco SDC supports that. It should. It does. Um, right, and the disk I/O code that I've, uh, or the file I/O code that I've got, definitely supports it. On my, uh, so um, there will be a couple of images. You'll have a two disk, two 40 track image, uh, uh, floppies, and an 80 track. Interesting. Hmm. Now you're going to be releasing this to the public for free, right? Yes. Yes. Now would you consider? Um, making some physical copies, like if somebody wants to get a copy at Coco Fest and you know something on a floppy or a, a, an SD card with a label, would you consider a limited run of physical copies for people who want to buy one and maybe get an autograph and stuff like that? 
Well, yeah, I'm I'm a capitalist, so I mean, if you're gonna pay me to for my free program, then damn, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you don't get any better than that. Yeah. I mean, that's. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's my whole goal all the time. You know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Because, yeah. No. The, the, he's gonna guilt us into paying fifty bucks a copy. Is what he's gonna no. do? Yeah. That's, maybe, I, I. You know what? I am that evil. I am. I am that evil. So, um, I was gonna say my only criticism on the whole thing is that you're not charging for it. <laughs> really, it is a. <laughs> it's it's a, a work of art, you know that that's it's definitely worthy of of being a paid program for sure. Back, back yeah, in the day, I there's enough totally Loadrunner that I don't think you would have had a problem getting away with it. It'd be a great improvement over the original Loadrunner. So. Yeah. And honestly, Loadrunner wasn't much different than Space Panic. You know, which one of those came first? You know, so there were games back then that were somewhat derived from each other, either intentionally or not. But you know, I'm not sure that. We were as Sue happy back then as we are now. Hmm. Um, was Space Panic similar to Apple Panic? Uh, well, Apple yeah, Panic was probably a clone version. of it. Yeah, Space Panic was a game in the arcade where you basically you had to dig holes in the brick yeah. floors for the to bury the aliens that were chasing you. You know. Yeah, well, um, I think I I think I brought this up to you, Chet, that you could host it on a site like itch.io where people can name their own price. So if they want it for free, they can. They can get it for free, but they can also uh, throw in five, ten bucks if they want to. That's I don't know if you're interested in that. That's always a prospect. Um, you know, I haven't really thought much about it. So, uh, you, I mean, you could <laughs> also know. just you could set up like a PayPal account and with whatever email address and just put that on the title screen. You know, if you want to make a donation, just PayPal chat at whatever. You know, oh, yeah. yes, make it guiltware. Guiltware. Yeah, guiltware. Yeah, no <laughs> <laughs> so, Harry Steen wants to know when the planned release is, and are you taking pre-orders? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely taking pre-orders of my free program because yeah, it will be available on the internet. Um, but the um, uh, the planned release is between was between Christmas and January, you know, middle of January. Um, that's definitely going to change. Um, I'm not really sure what I'm not going to know until this afternoon until I start uh, regressing this issue. Luckily, I've got uh, you know 503 commits since I started um, with you know going all the way back to the base code. So either the bug was originally there or it was introduced uh, you know sometime in the last year. But I've got uh, uh, I've got enough information to help me find it, and I've got the tools to help me find it. So, but I, my guess would be end of January. Very cool. Looking forward to it. Of 2020. Right. Of the, yeah. 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 Ships at ships. Of, right. Of and you don't, you don't, yeah, you don't want to, um, you don't want to release it until you know you're ready with it and you're happy with it. Yeah. So. Right. Well, the copyright date says 2020, so it can't be changed. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. He's committed. Some, sometime next year. Yeah. yeah. See, the great thing with commits, though, is that in my world, I can revert that <laughs> and go on with my day like nothing ever happens. It's the great thing about being an engineer. <laughs> Um, but yeah, back to, and back to the thing, uh, the, the topic of you know a, a, a special um, release or edition for the for the fest. You know, absolutely, um, there are going to be certain things I'm going to be playing around with over the next couple months in preparation for my next game. Things with uh, with sound um, as well as input that uh, I will probably um, implement in this game if I've got room. Um, and can actually you know can add it in there. So you know, I'd like to get that out as well. So I'm gonna. Uh, hang on to those stuff and get those, you know, polished up along the way and, uh, and try to get that out for the fest. Um, so yeah, I, I can certainly see, you know, that, uh, that definitely happening. And I've, I've even considered, you know, putting it on, uh, uh on ROM for fast load. And, okay. Uh, 
but uh, so yeah, the, I, I don't know if there's going to be support for things, you know, like the uh, uh, speech to sound cartridge, you know, particularly with, with Steve's comments. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, rack my brains and, you know, trying to get something like that to work when it's not going to. Um, I mean, you can certainly mod it, um, but yeah, it's not going to be uh, a focus for me anymore. I'll, right. I'll, I'll continue. I'll be getting a, a, mega, a mega mini MPI as soon as one of those is, <laughs> is available, uh, which will have the OPL chip, which I'll certainly be supporting along with the, uh, um, you know, the, the, uh, 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 Game Master and um, the uh, Symphony uh, 12 and the Harmonic 12 or whatever it is. So there's, um, yeah, now that I've got real hardware, I get to actually go in and, and yeah. you know, dig into that stuff a lot more, uh, make sure that it's, uh, you know, perfect because it, it's, uh, you know, if, if it doesn't run an emulator, I, I really, that doesn't concern me much. But if, if it doesn't run on real hardware, that's a major concern. Cool. Well, yeah, looking forward to trying it out on the uh, with the uh, with the uh, Mega Mini with the APL three chip. That'd be cool. Absolutely. Yeah, the, it, it, I, I have done some you know some experiments with this, and, and there are. Um, uh, I think it's more personal preference for the background music. So you know that that kind of thing will certainly be optional. But I think for um, a lot of people, having that background music certainly changes you know the, the experience of the game. And I want to make sure that you know something like that is in there. Um, the, uh, the, of course, you know, the rendering requirements and, and the, the CPU speed, I'm, I'm not going to get any more, uh, out of that. So there's not going to be any digital music in it. Um, unless I mean, maybe if you're, you're two megs, but, uh, most it's going to be sound card for, uh, for the back that. So there's not going to be any digital music in it. Um, unless I mean, cool. Well, you're very talented, man. That's all I have to say. Thank you. Yeah, I, I second that. It looks stunning. This has been a killer game back in the eighties. It's a killer game today too, yeah, it's but definitely back killer game. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'd have charged out the ass for it too. Don't think I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> back in the back in the day you'd have been spending sixty nine ninety five for this work. Exactly. Yes, exactly. So. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course I wouldn't have made any of it because it would have been pirated. All of right, right. Well, like, yeah. like back in the, in the early days of PC games, like your uh, 3D Realms, your Apogee and oh, Epix, yeah. they would do like a shareware version to let you play like one level for free, and then you could buy the full version, you know. So that was a common practice, too. Give them the trial version, yep. you know. Doom. There's, there's no room on the screen to put uh, Cracked by Dr. Crack. Dr. Crack. Well, you just replace copyright with Cracked by, you know, so. Copyleft. Cracked turtle. Copyleft. I've seen that. Copyleft. Copyleft. I like that, Nick. <laughs> well, we are very close that David 3 might get his final beetle arm. Do you want to see if we can get the final beetle arm here? Absolutely. Mm. All right. yeah. Okay. Can you make it look like it's on the Digger 3? Uh, Breaking news. We, okay, Nick M, roll the die. Picture in picture. Uh-oh. Nick M's Ooh. got his second leg. We're getting close here, folks. Ooh, this is good. Roll or die. Roll or die. <laughs> so the low tone is a bad roll. We're not doing any tones. <laughs> Dragon uh, Bite says two easy payments of thirty four ninety five a piece. Do you want oh, yeah, to nibble another beetle? Oh, can you not hear the yeah. sound? Am I not sharing sound anymore? Uh, yeah. no. No. All right. How do I fix that? Share system sound only. Share. Okay. 
All right. Well, I'm going to remind me to turn that off in a minute, too, because I think Curtis is going to be showing something off. Okay. So we are going to nibble on beetle number two, because he's getting close. All right. Okay, roll the die. So glad we turned on that sound. <laughs> Good thing we broke in for this. That's it. Breaking news. Oh, yeah, Nick Murdo says you could sell the warp coats. The game is free, and then uh, the warp coats. Somebody's messing with it. Oh, look at that. David won. Here we go. So, um, why is this screen so screwed up right now? Coco Talk Inception. Okay, so here we go. You won, David. Choose who to eat. All right, so David won. So David could eat everybody. Uh, David could eat Nick M. David could eat the other Nick M., our David could eat David. <laughs> David uh, eat David. David eat David. Uh, <laughs> Nick M nibbled on you one time. All right, so David's going to eat. Uh, oh, wait a second. I'm confused. Okay, all Nick M. All right, let's, let's eat everybody. He's a hungry beetle. All right. All right. Boom. That's that's cool. not confusing with everyone with the same name. Right? I know. I history know. is written by the winners. There you go. That is it. All right. Well, so history has been made twice. We got to see the latest version of Digger 3, a brand new game in progress. And we got to see the first game ever written by Ben Drakes. Thanks for making this, Ben, and thanks for sharing it with us. And hopefully we, um, hopefully we did the game proud by you. Oh, well, thank you very much very for cool. having yeah, it on cool. the show. And uh, I'll be sure to show this to my mom because even she hasn't. <laughs> seen it yet. It'll be like it. Yes. Have Simon. Don't forget to turn to Simon about audio. Sound sharing off, Stevie. Say that again now. I was just saying, don't forget to turn off the audio for your sharing. Ah, yes. yes from yes, the yes, game. Yes. Okay. Just don't so. forget to turn off your audio, period. That's yeah. it. Audio is muted. Okay, so um, L. Curtis Boyle, do you have more games to share with us that you have curated this week? You're muted, L. Curtis. Yes, I do, as a matter of fact. Okay, so now, now that we have done eating the Beatles, which, by the way, that is the perfect name. We should be next time you play the Beatle game. It should be John, Paul, Ringo, and George, right? So. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, Simon Jonasson has just joined us. Hello, Simon. All right, well, we're ready whenever you oh, are, yeah. Curtis. There we go. L. Curtis Boyle. Oh, computerware presentation. Yeah, this is a game called Show Jump. And these are the Petsass Gym 1 Dragon stuff again. Okay. V to increase the speed of your horse. V and C. M or Z to make your M or Z. How do you well, how do you go from M or Z? Well, these are the weirdest key combinations, but that's okay. Left to right handed. Yeah. All right. Oh, so this is kind of like a hurdle thing. Yeah. With horses. Oh, that's and cool. there's a little bit of a inertia thing going on depending on how fast you're going, right? So you may or may not go dino go dino go. Yeah, and every time you hit, you get the extra faults there. So if you clean jump, you'll get no faults. You might get one or two faults if you just clip the edge of it. But if you like really nail it, you'll get like four or five. Okay, jump. that's cool. All right, so now how... this reminds me of you crossing the street at Chicago. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Kurt, Curtis, Stevie really fell on that. Oh yeah, he was he was scuffed up pretty good. 
Louis Shu. Whoa. Now, but not, not a bad if, little basic game. He's got some pretty decent leg. animation. If the horse breaks a leg, do you get to put it down? <laughs> 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 no, you feed it to the Beatles, I think. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh this is a big jump here. Ooh, look at that. I believe that's water. You jump over the. Now, I'm assuming this is written in basic? Yeah. It's good, though. That's good. Yeah, you did pretty good animation on the horse. It's not just like two frames alternating. He's actually got some. Right, right, right. You you have qualified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Qualified for the table of champions. Very cool. Yeah, that was a cool one. Mm. This one here is called Sewer Rat. Ooh. Found the sewer. My, uh. (laughs) Love it. Ooh, Phantom of the Opera. Double speed. He knows about the double speed poke. How many traps? What level to start on? This may look familiar if people saw the uh, OS9 maze thing last week or the week before. Maze game. Okay. Now, is this also in basic? Yeah, with uh, it's got machine language subroutines for the uh, the music, obviously. But Yeah. Okay, so the idea is to get to the exit, which is the spiral? Or no? Uh, sure. I didn't actually read the directions. Yet. Because probably, probably an exit of some sort. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, the, I think the mouse drops off things you have to avoid too. Okay. Um, or maybe or you the, are sorry, the, the mouse. Maybe yeah. you're the mouse. And the, yeah, I, think I was going to say actually. that little yellow dude is obviously not trying to find his way out. Okay. So this reminds me of the of the Dracula game, right? Where you had to drop crosses and stuff to mm. yeah, uh, Fangman. Fangman. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay, so basically, if you are the mouse, and I see where he's at right now. Oh, and the new bad guys are spawning over time. So the longer you wait, the more enemies you have to deal with. So he's kind of having to wait for that guy to get stupid. And uh, Oh, so Neo likes the game. Um, that, was a, that was a meow of approval. Uh, oh, hey, they're getting smarter. Yeah. Okay, so that's neat. So you have to avoid the bad guys and exit the maze. Sure, sounds good. I didn't actually get a chance to read the Okay, I like so. it. It looks cool. I, I like the music. All right. Quick now, this is a two-parter software. here. All right. Um, how do you pronounce that? Shaolin? Shaolin? Shaolin. Shaolin, Shaolin? Okay. yes. There's Shaolin Master, the first version, and then there was a Shaolin Master um, Plus, which mm. added some new moves and some attempt to uh, doing background music on a, on a dragon as well while Ooh. you're playing. So this is the first version. <laughs> okay. This is the minus version before we get to the plus version. Right. <laughs> and clear your criminal record while you're at it, Curtis. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> That's going to take way too long. <laughs> All that time you spent on OS 9 has been a crime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Nick would agree. Press enter to start yep. the game. I like to order number five, the spicy uh, Szechuan <laughs> shrimp, please. Um, Oh, neat! Oh, this is like Kung Fu Master. Okay, I like, dude. The animation's good. Wow! Look at that. It's better than any of the ones I saw in the doing the foot. Look at that. The the skull. You (laughs) dead bastard! (laughs) Fight round two. Fight. We can we do we do the. We can do the bad <laughs> lip syncing like the old uh, Kung Fu movies used to watch as kids, right? Just... I like the fact he just puts his head open and bleeds when he falls, yeah. too. That's You cool. bastard. You have killed my master. Mm-hmm. Now you must die. Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> he just falls no. down to the ground. Yeah, just, dude, can you imagine just getting kicked in the foot and falling down dead? That's, that's a lethal kick, man. 
It's yeah, and even I like they're, just they're, tripping they're, going uh, upstairs. The headbands are kind of like flat, like in, moving in the breeze, you know. Death so, foot. Death foot. <laughs> this guy's got. This, he's got. He's got one killer move. Don't get anywhere near his foot because when he sweeps the leg, Johnny, you're down, man. So, yes. Uh, ooh, aerial jump. Ooh, aerial, and he still died. This is like playing on Call of Duty where somebody kicks you one time and you're dead. You shot him four hundred times. He doesn't die. He kicks you one time in a melee for the win. So um, sweep the, the leg. The mountains run with the blood of his oh, victim. Oh, yes. Sweep the leg. Sweep the but leg. Yeah, you're right. The animations are really good in this. Uh, I, honestly, this looks better than uh, like karate from Daikon. Oh, absolutely. Is, even though it's lower res, technically. Anyway, do you want to see the sequel? Yeah, let's, let's to see it. the enhanced version because this is pretty damn good. Oh, look foot at that. Two. Death foot two. The revenge of fungus. Uh, so <laughs> Shaolin Master Plus. <laughs> An animated epic by Quick Beams Dave Gibbons. Does anybody know anything about Dave Gibbons? This is really no, cool. There was a Dave Gibbons that uh, drew the uh, the Watchmen comic for Alan Moore back, and he was from England too, but I have no idea if this simulation. Neo likes it. I really like the cat added to the new version. Dick Den, Dickie's <laughs> Spaceman. And this was interesting. They actually have oh. advertisements for all their other, other titles games in from this Quick game. Yeah. Dickie's Den and Dickie's Spaceman and 6809 Express. And then for the adventure fans, there's the Shrunken Scientist. Weirds of Kesh. <laughs> Crikey. So many software they make here. So this is beginning to look like an episode of Coco Talk. Nothing but shameful plugs. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. None of them the do. Credits. All right, fast forward to the best part, which is... <laughs> That's the plus side of it. <laughs> plus side. No, plus we've ads. Add, we've added so much more advertisements yeah. in this version. So, yeah. Ooh, you can uh, choose your color is, uh, set. Number is James Diffendaffer thanked in these credit credits? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Round one. Fight. Oh. Oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's much different. A lot choppy. Yeah. The difference with, with this one is they added the word plus. Yeah. Well, yeah no, that, that, that's kind of like. Uh, well, you didn't, you didn't mean jumping. It's kind of like, like grabber. The first you know? one. And then they tried to do the, the animation in the background a little bit too choppy. I have a feeling if, like this, more, uh, if this wasn't on an emulator, it might be less clicking noise because I notice a lot of emulators can't handle the DAC too well. Yeah. That's what it is. Well, okay. Ben Drake, since you're on the call, hopefully still, have you ever played this one on the Dragon? Like, is it smoother on real hardware? Um, I think I do have this on cassette, but uh, I've only just got my Dragon working in the last week or so. I haven't got around to play on the real hardware yet. Yeah, because this is definitely on the emulator. So if you want to try it, and just let us know in the future if it, yeah. if it is any smoother. I've got to say, hardware. though, the animation is great. Will do. Mm. Anyway, it's a pretty cool game. We never Absolutely. saw that one. Oh, years. hey, Ben, but since you're still here, I do have a question for you. Um, when you wrote your game with, with the Beatles, uh, did you write that like on a modern PC and then just kind of cross-compile it over to the Dragon, or did you type it all up on the on the Dragon emulator? No, I wrote it on a modern PC with uh, Visual Studio. Okay. Okay. Space Monopoly. 
That sounded weird when you said when you wrote that game with the Beatles. <laughs> wow. Okay. Uh, game and player configuration into your names. What's yeah. your name? So um, the game took me about four days to make. So it was really a, a side project because, you know, my mom said she wanted to play mm-hmm. Beetle. But I've been working on another game for a bit longer, and uh, I'm not ready to, to show it off yet, but okay. it should be a bit more interesting. It's a first-person game. Oh, neat. So well, I'll make sure that's listen. another exclusive oh, Coco Talk. That, excellent, that. excellent. <laughs> um, a Coco Talk exclusive. Okay. Yes. What is this game you showed? Spa- what the hell is Space Monopoly, Curtis? <laughs> Monopoly set in space. It's, isn't it? it's like Monopoly. It's just in space. It's not called Park Place. It's called yeah. uh, There's a whole bunch you know, of options here. The the park space. <laughs> it's invaders, possibly it from space. Yes. And it's got colors. Yes. They sticky tape the hotels to the boards so they don't fly off. Yeah. Right. What the hell is doing right now? There? I have no idea. So. All right. It just right. it was. I mean, the Coco had the same issue, or not issue, but the same uh, thing done. Where the earliest games for the platform, like in the Coco's case, from eighty till eighty two, eighty three, there was quite a few commercial basic games, and then you started getting more machine language, and eventually basic gets phased out because it just can't right, keep up. Right, 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 right. And even at that, a lot of the uh, early machine language games were like four K, you know, based games. Yeah. And things like that. And they so were just you, learning the hardware, so they're, you know, yeah. they're not, they flicker yeah. like mad, or the sound's choppy or whatever. So Right. Well, you can't double buffer when you have 4K. <laughs> no. Well, let's pick a really, really low res. Yeah. Okay. This one's called Snipper. You can double, double buffer the, the text screens. <laughs> oh, look at that. Soft Joe's software. Please wait. <laughs> I was going to make a bad joke there, but I'm not going to because it's a family-friendly show. Yeah, the joystick controls the gun sight. You must destroy the targets which appear in the windows. The joystick button fires. So you begin your first novice or expert levels. Okay, so you have between one and six. I love his little effect where the text kind of explodes onto the screen. Okay, so is this kind of like the... Um, Short one thing I noticed, game. Dragon games tend to have more options than the North American ones, too. Like, they make yeah. options like a big part of the whole yeah, yeah. thing, whereas here's like, you know, hit one or two players and you're done. Okay, so this is a sniper game. All right. Now you have to move. Okay, I'm assuming his joystick is not going up, or is you shooting? Do you have to move just left and right, or you have to move up and down on this? Or does he even know? Can you remember now? Oh, there you go. So, yeah. So, you kind of have to move it over the spot to shoot the spot. Shoot the son of a bitch. <laughs> Come on. There you go. You got him. All right. Okay. Next. So, you're kind of moving your target site, basically, is what you're doing. So, so one, of the, one of the comments last week, too, about the news was like, you know, sometimes you're playing this clip too long. And, and I said, well, the, the, the reason why when you have me hosting is i've got a really short attention span so you don't have to worry about the clips playing too long so next clip curtis this, this game could uh could could do well by uh using that high-res you know no hardware high-res joystick interface would be nice for that oh, yeah. yeah 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 or an actual phaser light gun like 
DICOM used. Yeah. Software right. by Microdeal Copyright 83. Space Fighter by Microdeal Cornwall. Okay. Yeah. This is a kind of a graphic Star Trek clone. Okay. From the You're Star about Trek to arcade enter game. A hostile universe fleet of Krugons. Not to be you can't cons- get sued not, using the, Krugons. Yeah, can't be confused with Klingons. They're Krugons. Krugons <laughs> are those, those crunchy things that go in your salad. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably in the Starship Endeavor. Like some Thousand Island dressing to go with my croutons. Yes, please. Would you like more details? <laughs> no. This. Fast forward to the good parts, just like Mr. Skin. Um, all right. Starbase. Star <laughs> and there he did split screen uh, text and graphics at the same time, which is a cool trick. Oh, wow. Too many used. Yeah, that's true. Especially on those two modes. It's like. Okay. Uh, local scanner, space charts, 197 Krugons. My goodness. You're going to be busy. You know what? I've found in my experience that it's best to let Krugons be Krugons. Uh, <laughs> more Krugons, the better. God. So basically, a Star Trek clone. Uh, yeah. Uh. Yeah. We, we we had one on the Coco One and Two Space Wreck by um, Spectral Associates, but it actually had the three D view as well, as well as the two D view like this does. So this, right. this restricts to the two D view, but yeah, the gameplay is very similar. Yeah, and now is that with that ship in the center of the screen? That's you. Right, you don't actually move. Everything else does. Right, everything else yeah. moves around you. That's cool. Because that, that, we're not used to seeing space games in the green in palette set either. So, so uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's neat. And so the the, the on the right hand side, the dark blue squares are where you've been on the map. So you're kind of yeah. like you yeah. you know pulling peeling back the layers of the universe that you've explored. And I think okay. the color lines within them, like yellow or green, that's I think like your quadrants, might, right? Yeah, it I'm might just dictate your, to your... what's in the spot, like mm. if it contains aliens or whatever. Oh, okay. I see. Uh, no, that's neat. Neat, 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 neat. Snail, snail pace. Snail Racing pack. snails. Be prepared to be amazed by the speed of this game. Oh, look at that. Oh, thrilling snail racing action. <laughs> no optimizations or accelerations needed. <laughs> but your snail winks, so it's awesome. <laughs> snail pace. That's, uh, that, that was the alternate title of the show. David Lord, I appreciate the top-down approach to programming. <laughs> uh, the is this load from to, tape? Yeah, The computer will also suggest a winner or a number of possible winners. The snail or snails with the lowest odds of those. Were, so okay. this is like horse racing, but, but slower? But snails, yeah. yeah. But slower. <laughs> <laughs> Eight snails at once. Can you hold the excitement? I hope there's a golf game. <laughs> let's um, well, let's get to the graphical part of this. Oh, look at that. That's actually very graphical. And they're off. Look at this. Oh, okay. These actually, so for snails, they're moving pretty quickly. Right, my look at money, the NASCAR go. My this, this money. This isn't in the 3D perspective, but they're sliding oh, downhill. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. I'm going to put my money on number five, the underdog, right now. Come on, number five for the win. Uh, He's no wagering. Come on, number five for the win. For the win. Come on, number five. Number six, I reckon will win. Did I hear someone say, let him watch him S car go? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That'd be me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go with number six. <laughs> oh. Oh, now one wins. Right. Number six, they're just one. Oh, now we're going to get to number two. Okay. 
Make sure you just get the top three just, results. Just up. Snail one. Snail six. So I'm not even in the win place for show here. Okay. Well, listen, I put my money on an underdog. No returns in this race. That's cool. Say, we want to gamble in slow motion. There's your game. There you go. All right. Tim Morrison. Tim Morrison right there. Yes. Got to get going, guys. All right, Brian. Hey, later, Brian. All right, Brian. Got to see the doctor. What's next, L. Curtis Boyle? Is golf I'll see you on the emails. Snakes by Jim Morrison after he uh, you know faked his own death and yeah. wow. Yeah. Well, he was the lizard king, <laughs> so he says ride the snake. That's why he faked his own death. He wanted to become a record. Is this like a computer uh, programmer? Is this a uh, centipede? Doors sort joke. of. It's a little different than. Okay, it's centipede-ish. Yes. It's like an annoying version of Centipede. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of like this is an annoying version of a talk show. Yeah. Oh. oh, roasted. Oh. Roasted. That's positive. <laughs> Zing. Get punchy. Oh, wow. Usually if I get that punchy, that's a sign this segment's going too long. Yeah, right. No, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. like, did so Jim Brain write that line? Oh, so another, oh, another snake came out. So if yeah. you wait too long, you more snakes ones, yeah. come out. How do you kill the snake? Because obviously shooting it didn't seem to do much. Uh, to be honest, this week I've been so busy I didn't get a chance. Usually I try to at least you know try to find the game yeah. directions on the World of Dragon Archive site, but mm. I didn't get a chance to do any of that. This Is that time. a valid name? A start tile? Yeah. yeah any eight characters. You can put graphic characters if you want. I thought the dot was to, rep- to separate the extension. Uh, Only on disk. Because that didn't uh, care. You didn't have extension oh, file name, okay. so you could do a C save M. Right. Quote. You could use, you know, like you said, you could use ASCII characters and. Yeah, you could put in, you know, semi graphics if you wanted to draw a little yellow bar or something and call your program that too. Uh, right. <laughs> Good luck loading it by name though. Yeah. Sliding picture. Yeah, type, try yeah. Oh, jeez. Ooh, I want to see Humpty Dumpty. Yeah. Have to go to guys. I'll talk. To All you right, later. David, go ahead and enjoy I your did, grease weasel. Did. Go weasel your way <laughs> out of that one. <laughs> I was going to clear his criminal record. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so fast forward to a good part here, Curtis. Okay. Well, this is a, you remember those sliding puzzle games you used to get in cereal yeah, way back? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is kind of the same thing. Ah, okay. So Except you, with actual you, you even you know, get to see numbers. what it's supposed to look like, too. Because one of the ones you showed us before, too, it was just a jumbled fluster cluster, yeah. and you had no idea what it was supposed to end up being. So this one gives you that before and after. That's mm-hmm. cool. Yep, and yeah, there's multiple shapes, so you can play several different you know, okay. sets. Okay, well, that's neat. That's actually really well done for what it's doing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. All right, next. Okay, next. Um, this is a Twitch person that actually has an old Coca One, just got an SDC for it, and uh, she streams, you know, random stuff. And she she likes a Coco because that's a, a computer that her I think her father had. Now I'm not going to play any of the video here because there's a lot of swearing continuously, <laughs> much like our show. Yes, it's, it's it's like watching Chet uncensored. Um, awesome! I got I got to check this out. <laughs> but but at any rate, she actually went through like her favorite game on the Coco. Well, just is mute Android. the speaker. Click click on the little speaker icon to mute it, and then you can just then play it. Yeah. Okay, so we'll just fast forward until she's actually playing. Okay. Oh, so Andrew. Yeah, nice. Which is her favorite game. But she tried a bunch of different ones here, and she does other. Uh, okay, and, and this too. is obviously a real Coco. You can tell by the kind of composite. Yes, a real Coco one with a Coco 
uh, 2B keyboard, like the full travel ones. Okay, is she playing the kazoo or vaping there? I'm not sure. Vaping. <laughs> <laughs> it's the new He's vaping. vaping I have no idea. All but... the kids are kazooing these days. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she actually went on for, what was it, about three or four hours straight wow. playing Cocoa stuff? So. Wow. And she's done other cocoa related videos before, but she didn't have. We the need SDC, to invite so. her on the show because we don't have any women on the show. So it'd be nice to um, really class in the <clears> show up. And you wonder why? Uh, Ron Delvo, our publicist and uh, <coughs> public relations correspondent, can you reach out? Reach out and touch. Huh? That's it. Hmm. Yeah. And this was part of a gaming marathon she did. I guess she does this every once in a while. She played games online for eighteen hours straight. Wow, that's insane. On various platforms. She did the Genesis. <laughs> she did the Coco, etc. So vaping the entire time. I, I mean, I hate to be her lungs. Okay, <laughs> she was drinking beer too. So. Uh, drinking beer too. All right. So this is uh, brought to you by the Bureau <laughs> of Alcohol, out. Tobacco, and Firearms. Did she pop any caps in the air while she was playing it too? Or? <laughs> Hey, right, there's some pretty cool gameplay in there. What and is she's this person's name? What is her name? Her name is... Whoop Von Whoop is her handle on uh, Twitch. Okay. we. I would like to follow this person and reach out to them. Okay. Cool. Anybody mm. who's doing stuff on the Coco is good as far as I'm concerned. Megabug. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Megabug. Now, this one here is Wayne Aaron did a play of Megabug. Now, we did one of his. He played another game last time, and I can't remember which one it was off the top of my head. But uh, he was—he basically played the game that he'd first gotten on the Coco from his parents. And this is the second game that he received from his parents for his Coco when he was young. Okay. So he decided to play it in modern times. So I won't play too much of this because everybody knows what Megabook looks like. But I'm expecting he's kind of doing a historical journey through his childhood. Sure. Wow. He played, which is kind of an interesting take and way of doing it. Oh, we even have some feedback here from Mark Overholzer about whoop. Whoop Von Whoop did Monster Marathon game Steam Switch, which include a chunk of Coco games from her new SDC and Coco One. These are just edits pulled out of the news uh, okay. file. Yeah. Now, why does this seem chunkier than it used to be? What's going on with this emulator? I think it's there? just the capture or the emulation that there was okay. going on. Yeah, it, it, it seemed a little chunky. All right. Yeah. Okay. And the last one for today. He is uh, Rob Retro's Rambles. We've done a few of his before. He's always got that, you know, he's got that funky lava oh, lamp with background. the lava lamp. Okay, very cool. Now, this one was oh, yeah. fun. Yeah. This one was fun because uh, Nelson Computer Systems and then later Softlaw slash Color Quest, the guys who did, you know, Super Color Writer and that kind of stuff, eventually did VIP Writer. They had a game division called Color Quest, and they had a whole bunch of these 3D sort of arcade slash adventure style games. Like they had the Adventure Trilogy, they'd be on the Simian Moon, Fembot's Revenge. And this is that that particular one, Femmos Revenge. But I have not seen any manuals for it. I don't have one. I haven't seen one on the archive. I don't know if anybody's found one or has one themselves. If you do, please upload it. But basically, it, it's it's very fussy on keywords and stuff. So watching him get completely frustrated while playing this was hilarious. Okay. <laughs> I remember reading a review of this game on Dragon32 user and... Uh, this is he said it was very difficult to play. Revenge. Yeah, it is. It's a little bit laggy on the keyboard. I've played it on the Coco 1 and 2, and I did figure out some of the commands uh, in it. but Which I know nothing about. But I just saw this name in a list of games and went, well, I've got to see what that's like. <laughs> so, uh, I love his perfect, perfect sense to me, no yes. Um, <laughs> the tape is 1 minute 39 yeah, seconds, and we are... Right oh, we've got a click. So I guess that's finished. Mm-hmm. Left. Okay. You, you see the wonderful pal artifacting. Horrible artifacting. What game oh, is this? Fire. I remember this. Fembot's, Fembot's Revenge. Revenge. 
It looks very similar to Beyond the Simian Moon, though, if you play that one as well. Shooting me, I'm sure. I'm sure that's, which is actually the first part of this series. Yeah, I can't remember which one I played. No. But I these. He never did figure out what these plus things are. They're actually up and down. There's ah, an X and then a plus, and one's up and one's down. Mm. And then you've got doors that you got to open. Um, a lot of them are locked. You need discs, different types of discs to open the doors. Well, and then there's just slow. pieces of equipment hanging around on walls and stuff you got to get. Wall what YouTube channel is this? Kind of... What is this plus? Uh, Geiger Punk. G-I-G-E-R Punk. Link is posted now in the uh, chat on YouTube. Given that he's in the UK, it's probably a pal. Yeah, it is. It is This is normally uh, artifact, proper artifact colors on a Cocoa 1 and 2, like red disc and blue disc for the artifact colors. Yeah. As, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you just describe these new artifact looks really ugly on pal. Yeah. That open this door. And that flickering thing is part of the pell. Kind of doom, is it isn't it? Alternates lines. Maybe figured out a fire. Doing, much but you can, you can. It's fun watching him because he gets really frustrated trying to figure out what the heck he's doing, what some of the commands are, Somewhat and then every once he has that moment where he figures it out and he's just delayed for five seconds. And he's <laughs> deflated again. That sounds like Stevie. I mean, it yeah, quite well, except with a much but longer I, attention I span, at least five that. seconds. I can imagine. What were you saying? Okay, cool. There's one of the fembots there. You get to shoot. That's real time. As is the real time clock in the upper right corner. That's not a good one. That little dot on the wall is a charger. Did I get him? But basically, you're wandering around this space station orbiting some planet. You see flash belt. Take. Flash belt. So it's a hybrid. Um, Wearing belt now. Hybrid text no and graphics adventure, huh? Yeah, with some arcade elements, like the shooting the fembots, like I said, is in real time. Wearing yeah. backseat. Doesn't say anything about wearing flash belt. So it's, it's kind of, I guess, a little bit Dagrathy. <laughs> okay. Not as well done, but it's it wasn't a bad effort. It came out before Dagrath, too. So. Well, turn then. Anyway, um. It's, it's an interesting it's game if you actually can figure out all the commands, but if anybody out in, in Cocoa Land or Dragonland, for that matter, has the manual, please scan and put a copy up in the archive, because I don't think any of the Simeon Moon <coughs> Avenger trilogy or the Fembots Revenge are on there. They also had announced a releasement of another one in this series called Sentinel that was after Fembots Revenge. I don't know if that one ever got released. I didn't have that chance to check to see if it's on the archive or not, but it was a series. And that is it for the Game On generic segment. Very, very cool. So, game well off. Done. Game <laughs> off, yeah. Cool. <laughs> cool. Sun wax off. Yeah, well, again, and 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 <laughs> I'm when I'm the the statements I'm not going to make are not to disparage the feedback and constructive criticism we got on how we're doing the news and the games, but just to kind of also point out some of the the positives like because right now curtis has shown us games we've never seen before some of us right and the fact that we can sit here and and talk about them and in some cases make fun of them um do a little mystery science theater there too i, I think there's there's some value added there too and and kind of showing some of these gaming videos i like that you're um showing showing me games i've never seen before like that whole karate thing that we just saw the shaolin yeah, that thing. Impressed me. i've never seen that before so um, that's kind of cool. Um, and, and again, it's, it's kind of curating stuff. So, um, I, I just think at the end of the day, we're going to do the best we can and always try to improve things and tighten things. And we want to encourage people mm. to continue to give us that feedback because it helps us get better or at least lets us know what 
people watching the show are thinking about the show. We're not always going to agree with everything, um, but it's it's but feel free to so, to let us know. Yeah. <laughs> so we're adding value. Is that what you're saying? Uh, well, you just did right there, Nick. You okay, what, and that leads yeah. into that leads into our next segment called "Why You Are Wrong." <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And uh, Grant Grant Leedy, are you out there? Yes, sir, I am. I'm right here. All right, welcome to the program, Grant Leedy. Glad to have you. Just a little late. As we as we uh, <laughs> our last show of the year, we're glad you can be here, Grant. You've been a you've been a great part of the history of this show. Um, Grant was one of our first co-hosts to ever um, you know do it. And, um, you know, Grant is uh, the epic live streaming on the air. Uh, so many great moments, so many great memories. <laughs> Grant uh, has many, many names, doesn't he? <laughs> Greg, sometimes known as Greg. So many uh, great streams. So many great streams. So, um, yeah, I mean, I enjoyed the show you guys did last week. I think you guys all did a great job kind of um, teaming up and taking <laughs> different pieces of the show and everything. Well, you were the only that. one, Stevie. <laughs> <laughs> Someone's got to like it. Yeah. Someone's got to yeah. like it. No, we wouldn't have had a show last week. Yeah, Stevie, uh, Stevie's uh, doing the pity show. like I think it's called. No, no I really no, did. It was I really good. Did. And, and honestly, I even liked the fact that when the show was over, there was a post show. So you had yeah. you, uh, Rob was playing games. and That was my... That was an experiment, right? It was like yeah. the recap show on Howard Stern or, yeah. you know, yeah. the fact that we always have a really great conversation the minute that... After yeah, we go off the air, yeah. Unfortunately, I couldn't make it on the show last week, so I was just hearing it spawn, you know, sporadically yeah. as the day went yeah. on. Sometimes I'd join and chat for a bit, and then other times I'd be gone for half an hour. So, yeah, I think the the only thing that I tweaked on that was when I created the audio version of the podcast, I separated the post show from the show because I wasn't sure how well that was going to translate to audio. And I figured if somebody didn't want to hear that, they didn't have to, or somebody just wanted to hear that they could do that too. So uh, on the video podcast version, it's the whole episode, but on the audio, I broke it into the main show and the post show for audio. And I listened to both of them and I, and I, and cause I, cause I, you know, I take all this um, input seriously. I want to hear it. So there was a lot of uh, input on the news and I actually, I listened to the whole show cause I wasn't there for the show and I listened to the show and I don't really think it dragged too much. I, I think all the points were valid points and we're obviously going to try to incorporate um, optimizations whenever we can, but yeah. um, listening to the playback, I didn't find myself saying, gosh, this is too long. I mean, it was, it seemed okay for me. No, is that so. before or after you fell asleep? <laughs> so, yeah. Um, well, it wasn't like anything else got cut. I mean, that, that was our content. We didn't have anything. Yeah, like, yeah just, you know, and that's the thing. We had, so, we had Bill Pierce, which was um, really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, Bill was Pierce good. was great. Now, so, the you know, somebody we've had people ask the question, well, maybe we should just switch our schedules and maybe during the winter seasons or during the slow times we don't do it as much. <laughs> and you, we could do that, but I, I think the, the, you know, the one time we didn't have a show – and we didn't get a chance to communicate that. There were people out there wanting to watch the show. So I think in in the, in the sake of, um, you know, for the audience's sake, we should always try to have a show, even if it's they're not all going to be, you know, solid gold. Well, I, number, I think the, the, point, numbers last, the numbers the point, last week were good, mm. right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I, Sorry, I think Chris. the point of that, though, is we didn't give people enough warning there wasn't going to be a show. So if people were showing up because they just figured there was. So if there was going to be a downtime, like if everybody wanted a week off at Christmas or something yeah. like that, if we that we would warn that. people well Better ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah. And we could. And we could do it like, like some of the other professional podcast networks like Twit and stuff do is that they'll pre-record <laughs> special holiday episodes 
Mm-hmm. So there will still be new content for people to see, and they can still discuss it in chat. It's just not but live. The host can actually have a day off type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh! Stevie's yawning. That means the show comes to an end. Steve, are we going to do? We, um, we are doing products and products. We, uh, well, that's that's what we're going to do now. We're going to do product updates and acquisitions. Ah. But since we've just had a very long segment of gaming, we're going to run another commercial break here, commercial. real quick. And I'm just trying to see. You know what? I I can't get enough Nightmare Highway, so I'm going to run a Nightmare Highway commercial break, and we'll be back after these words with project updates and acquisitions. Hi, everybody. This is Siri, Apple's personal assistant and beatbox professional. You're watching Coco Talk with the original gamer, Stevie Stroh. I was here first. We'll return after these announcements. What's going on, everybody? Stevie Stroh. And I want to say thank you for continuing to watch and listen to Coco Talk. We love doing this show. We think we put together a pretty good show for you. But this show could be better with your help. So if you would like to send a feedback, a comment, a suggestion, a show topic, or maybe even your own little segment or bumper, then send it to us via email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. This show would be nothing without you. Love to hear from you. This is Ken Reichard, author of Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. And you're experiencing Coco Talk? As you start your journey to Coco Fest, you notice the road ahead is littered with rogue furniture. You realize you are driving on the Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. The game for the Tandy Color Computer 1, 2, and 3. Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. Stunning low-resolution visuals. Digital to analog converted sound. 100% machine language and basic. What are they saying about Nightmare Highway? Nightmare Highway. Steve B. York says, of all the games released this year, this is one of them. Elkert S. Boyle says, this will not be on my site. Nick Marionette says, crikey, look at the size of that croc. Get your complimentary copy of Nightmare Highway. Nightmare Highway. At cancanmakeit.com. If you got it for free, you paid too much. Hey there, it's Andrew here with the Tandy Speech and Sound Cartridge that I won from Coco Talk Live. So uh, next time, make sure to tune in. It may change your life. Let the Radio Shack TRS-80 put the world of color computing into your home. Instant loading program packs turn any color TV into an exciting game arcade. And there's more. The color computer is an educational aid, a home management tool, and up-to-the-minute electronic information service. The programmable, expandable TRS-80 color computer from $399 only at Radio Shack, the biggest name in little computers. Greetings, YouTubers. Atari Leaf here, and you're listening to Coco Talk. Radio Shack has a great gift idea for the whole family. Fast action TV games and their own sale. Get this six game model for $29.95 or the four game model for $21.95. With rising entertainment costs, that's a real bargain. You play hockey, tennis, squash, and more. Easy to hook up and great family fun that lasts all year long. The sale price TV games. 
Soviet Radio Shack. A Tandy Company. And we're back. We're back for the least favorite part of the show, where we <laughs> blab about things that nobody cares about. Unlike the beginning of the show, that we blab about things that nobody cares about. The end is specifically careless. Um, so, How far the, the end is near. I'm having, a, you know, um, a game. Fucker. We we're going to have a game at one point, weren't we? Sometime. Uh, you mean the giveaway? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to I'm going to make one more call out for that, Matt. Um, I guess we can remind those who are watching us now. I was thinking about that. So I we've so I we 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 mentioned this. I guess it was two or three shows ago that we're going to give away a Coco two to a listener, a viewer, uh, audience member. And the, the, the requirements were going to be, you can't have a cocoa. We don't want you to just add it to your collection. So we want to give it to a good home for somebody who wants a cocoa, who doesn't have a cocoa, who would actually use it for some good reason. And like send, us, send us an email on why you would like that. And we got two. So we got two entries on that. Um, so does, does Ron's wife count as one of them? No, no. <laughs> so we just need to flip a coin, is what you're saying, right? So since we have 30 people watching us live right now, and, and cats are not eligible, Neo, sorry, um, so <laughs> Neo's Neo complaining about that. Neo. Paper, scissors, obviously. Yes. So if you would like a Coco Two to be given away live on the air to you. Um, send an email to CocoTalk at CocoTalk Live and tell us why you would like to get it and what you would do with it. So, again, it's we're, we're on the honor system here, and we're also going to add in a Joey switch controller with that, too, um, where you can switch between your joysticks. Tell us why you would well, like to get it and tell us what you would do with the Coco. Is there um, crying in Coco Talk? Crying? No. <laughs> what would you do? What would you do? do you with it? <laughs> Right. So, if, so anyway, so that's it. So, and then we're going to, I'm going to, I'm going to um, also make sure I remind the patrons about that too in a direct email to the patrons in case any of our patrons are, um, do not own a Coco and would like one. And then we'll, we'll pick a winner live on the air. We'll probably do that next week for our beginning of the new year episode. That will be awesome. Yes. So you got seven days to get you your entry. Seven days to send in, send us uh, a reason why you should win the Coco and what you would do with the Coco. Uh, all right so updates and acquisitions um it's a coco 2 it's a 64k coco 2 with extended color basic and it's in the box and it's got a few manuals with it and a few extra accessories it is Um, almost all you need almost all you need all right who's got an update or an acquisition they want to share with us i do i do uh why is somebody why when i go to uh, speaker view. What am I doing here? You're con- I'm trying to go to speaker view right now, and I'm getting this. Why am I getting this? That's cool. Ooh, trippy. <laughs> so, hey, man. Coco Talk Inception. Coco Talk. I have hiding self view, show self view. If I go to speaker view now, I'm getting this. I don't know why I'm getting this. Somebody's screwing around with pinning something on their end because I'm nope. not. Um, oh, hang on. Let me see what's going on here. Anyways, what's who's got an update or an acquisition? I got an acquisition. Uh, Ron, Ron does Ron and does. I do. Ron does. 
I have an RCA TV. Oh, hold on. Here's here's something that's screwing that's us that me right sound. now. Sounds, sounds like a cat. cat. I, I think that's a kitty going. I don't know what's going on here. Oh, this is cool. Oh, I like this. Look at that go. I can't get I can't get the normal viewer. Whoever's talking is big, so I don't know why. I want to be big. I'm gonna. Is, uh, there it is. Yeah. Aren't you still screen sharing? There we go. Uh, okay, what are you showing us there, Ron? I have a TV okay. that I got from um, Goodwill for a um, dollar forty nine portable wow. RCA TV that yeah, you can view snow on. And, and I'm going to hook this up to a color computer, and I'm going to be able to just barely read what it says. And is it a black and white TV? No, it's color. That's a color. Green I can hardly green tell. That green bar. Oh, I can't. Dollar forty nine. It's okay. a port- you it can make a portable cocoa. Yes, this has channel three and Is four that- and UHF, and it also has um, AM and FM. Now, what are AM? the connections for it? Does it have like the two screw-ons for the um, antenna? It antenna. has uh, input for uh, which is what I'll be using the eighth-inch jack to uh, RCA out from the what well how do you how do you get a picture into it though does it have an does it have an input at all for the input RF? is here see that hole there that's the audio input though no, no it, that's not to input antenna. for an external antenna oh right. i gotcha yeah they yeah. have the eighth inch jack which i have in, up in my observatory gotcha and then gotcha. the other part fits into the back of the cocoa okay yeah. gotcha mm-hmm. is that a is that a, real, is that a realistic no, is that a realistic a, pocket vision? No, it's an R and a C and an A, RCA. Okay. So it's not that realistic. Oh, it's no, okay. the idea Radio is um, that I've got a TV to hook up to my Coco, not so much that this is a Radio Shack item. Okay, no, that's very cool. Yep, yep. Yeah, matching game, matching next, game says if Coco was a Game Gear handheld, that would be it. Next so. year, <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll show you. Next year, Ron's going for the next next year's award for smallest display on a Coco. Correct. Okay, no. I have an I have an acquisition too. Okay, John Lowry. Uh, if you haven't ever seen one, uh, this is what a. I don't. Can you guys see my screen? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was going to say I can't. Mini circuit board with something on it. Yeah. No, it's a. Uh, um, it's a Coco VGA. Oh. Yep. That's the uh, Coco VGA uh, board. The, your VDG goes here, and then it plugs into your VDG spot on your motherboard. And uh, then this connector connects to this ribbon cable here, which leads off to this board here, which mounts to your cocoa. It gives you the, the switches and the S-video out, which goes through this cable to a VGA monitor. And uh, there's the eighth-inch jack for audio. Yep. And then also I there's two methods i guess there's one that's like a non-destructive method uh that brendan came up with that uh you know so you don't have to drill any holes in your cocoa if you mm-hmm. want to preserve it uh but if you're like me and you don't care <laughs> you get a, a really nice template yeah. yeah it's a template for uh you put it in the right spot line it up with the channel three four switch you line it up there and kind of just tape it in place and use it to drill the holes for the, uh, for the mounting board, for the, you know, the output. Yeah, for the output. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The one I bought has got um, uh, the 3D printed case for that. 
Right? Oh, I see. Yeah, like an external. Got, yeah, David Lloyd yeah. says it seems all methods are destructive, but they're not because it's it goes in line. So you don't have to you don't have you don't do anything to your case uh, if you don't have if you don't have to. Right, uh, so, you got one right here. Yeah. So you can you can what, come right out one of the vents. Yeah, well, it's basically because right. it's a ribbon cable. You can just bring the ribbon cable out like through where your channel three and four switch is or anywhere else, and just have it there. Right. Which yeah, is I, I, I picked up one of these at uh, Cocoa Fest. Yeah, so that's and, the three D uh, printed case. That's for a three D printed one, and my my Cocoa VGA is red. someday I'll install it. Ooh. <laughs> hey, yours has more chips than mine too. I've got two quad flat packs on there and that's it yours has oh. yeah i've got i've got the doritos and the uh, tostitos chip also yeah well, there, there is a difference <laughs> between the two different generations of Co- coco vjs one has the 512 color palette and the other one has the 32768 color palette too so that's the yeah. uh, enhanced that's one. just the, the later well, version you just kind of snuck it in the latest ones have the the expanded palette Ah, is that the ones yeah. that are called enhanced? No, that's just a sticker you can put on your Coco if you want to to say that your Coco has been Coco VGA enhanced. Well, mine's definitely oh, older. Yeah. I bought this at Tandy Assembly 2018. So you see, I'm really on top of things to getting this installed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Runs good. Yeah. He's, he's, well, he's card. I still haven't. I still haven't fixed the RAM chip on mine. Uh, talking to the community, I was trying to figure out what was wrong with this Cocoa 2 I bought, which I just figured, you know, it didn't say anything about it working or not. It even said that it wasn't tested. And I'm like, ah, it'll work. So I get it home and I turn it on and there's a bunch of zeros on the screen. And somebody in the uh, chat room or on Facebook pointed out that the zeros are telling you that there's a specific RAM chip bad because it's trying to load all the spaces into the screen. And so that's working, except with the bad RAM chip, it's turning all the spaces into a different character, which were zeros. And by figuring out the ASCII for zeros 48, you can tell the 16-bit was getting set when it shouldn't be. And so it just kind of points out exactly which chip was wrong. And I go and look at that chip, and it had a pin. looks like somebody physically took some pliers and broke one of the pins off the RAM chip. So I uh, I shorted it out by sticking a screwdriver in to short the pin back into you know to make it you know conduct again and just turn the machine on and it turned on perfectly so the RAM chip itself was actually good it's just got a got a broken, broken leg pin. yeah yeah so uh, I ordered the chip for that and uh, desoldering iron and I'm waiting on that stuff but when all that comes I'll probably put a video together because I have a video for the unboxing of this here <laughs> that I put on my YouTube page. And it's also on uh, Facebook. But when I go to fix the RAM chip and install this, I'll probably make a video. Hopefully. Cool. Very cool. But that's, that's my acquisition. All right. Who else has got an update cool. for acquisition this week? Yeah, I've got one. Go uh, yeah. Um, during uh, oh, a couple of weeks ago, actually, it probably was another fellow Aussie coconut. Um, Darren Ottery, um, up in Queensland near uh, near Nick. Um, he got in touch with me and uh, well, we had a really good chat. Actually, he's a, it turns out he's a sound engineer and a musician as well as a coconut. So we spoke for hours on the phone. But during the conversation, he uh, he had two Coco threes, and he, he's never had a Coco one, and he'd always been after a Coco one. And I had one Coco one. Oh, sorry, I had one Coco three here and, and three Coco ones. Um, 
And so we, he had the, the spare Coco 3, it just booted up to a green screen, didn't do anything, it had a fault. Uh, and he said, look, you know, if, you, if you're interested, um, how about we do an exchange? He, he told me about the fault and all the rest of it. And I said, yeah, that sounds great to me. Um, I'm, I'm actually after another Coco 3 that I can transplant into my Model 4 case. Um, so that works perfectly for me. And I figured, well, I'll get the thing down here and, and fix it up, find out what the problem is and fix it. Um, and my spare Coco 1 that I had here actually had a fault as well. It, it booted into a black screen. Um, turns out it was just the 6847, so I swapped it out and put a, a new 6847 in and that come up, yeah, come good. Um, so I sent Darren my, uh, my spare Coco 1 and he sent me his spare Coco 3. Um, and I got the Coco 3 here and uh, and plugged it in and sure enough it did exactly what he said and, and booted up to a, to a blank green screen. And so I, I tried resetting the gimme and resetting the RAM and, and I thought, well, you know, it's, it's probably something like that. And um, that didn't do any good. And uh, then I remembered, I thought, oh, I've still got the 512K stock Tandy RAM from the, uh, from the one I added the 2 meg um, from Richard Lobieski. Um, so I figured, oh, well, I'll, I'll take out the 128K RAM out of this Coco 3 and put the 512K module in it and see if it comes up. And then I remembered uh, all about the C65 and C66 capacitors that have to be cut. Um, and I looked everywhere on it and I couldn't find them. And same thing when I did the 512K to 2 meg update on my other Coco. Um, but because that already had the 512K RAM in, I didn't really have to worry about it because it had already been done. Um, so I figured, well, you know, I'll just, uh, I couldn't find the capacitors anywhere and I couldn't find any documentation on the web. All I could find was about NTSC Cocos and this is a PAL Coco, Coco 3. Mm. Um, so I figured, well, I'll just stick the RAM in and I'll see what happens. You know, it's, it's not working now. I'll right. see if there's any improvement. And I figured, well, you know, the worst that can happen is if I don't cut the caps, then it's, you know, it might get scrambled. You know, the RAM might scramble after a while or whatever, but at least it'll tell me what's going on. Um, so I took out the 128K chips, put in the 512K module, um, switched it on, and I was greeted with a good boot screen. And I thought, oh, well, that's a good promising sign. Typed in the, the print mem command and it came up with the standard, you know, the, the, the right values and mm-hmm. everything worked. And I thought, oh, that's cool. Well, so I'll plug, switch it off and plug in my Coco SDC and, and load up something from that. And I plugged in the Coco SDC and it just booted up to the standard um, uh, um, extended color basic prompt without any of the, the Coco SDC. And I thought, oh. And I thought, oh, it must have something to do with these, uh, these caps. Um, so I thought, well, I'll uh, dig out the service manual and I'll have a look on the schematic and see where I can find where the caps actually are, what they hang off. And uh, I found them on the PAL version and the, and the NTC version. They're, they're still there. Um, and it turns out they're on the PAL version, they're hanging off two resistors near the gimme chip. Um, so I'll just switch over my uh, cameras here. Um, go over to number four. I've got another camera. Neo will let me do this. There we go. Um, so right here, you can see there. I've got that's the the, the Coco three that Darren sent me. Mm-hmm. That's my old Coco one there with the uh, Coco enhanced. Yep, and over here, that's my that's the cocoa that's uh, that was running the um, Frogger. That's also got a cocoa VGA, and that's my big fancy updated nice. one that we all know about. 
with uh, Ron's Coco Mac keyboard. Uh, uh, yeah, um, Ed's Coco Mac keyboard mm. and all the fancy updates. Anyway, I'm getting off the topic here. Back to this one. Um, I've got the lid taken off it. I'll show everybody here where that capacitor, those two capacitors are, are located on a PAL Coco 3. So if anybody else wants to do it, they'll know where to go. On this one, the gimme obviously is under the keyboard. So if we lift the keyboard up. No, it's not obvious to me. A... Yeah. <laughs> the yeah, US okay. Cocos, right. it's not. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, this okay. is, uh, I'm making it obvious now. Yeah. So, okay, if so there's we the zoom gimme. into the. Gimme that gimme. There's the gimme. Uh-huh. And just here off to the side of the gimme, you can see there C66 in between those four resistors. Yeah, C66. And C65 is okay. just in the middle of my screen there, and that's already been removed. Okay. So C66, I just, yeah, I just snipped a, a lead on C66 there and uh, put it all back together and put the keyboard in. Boom. Fired it all up, and bingo, it worked. So, uh, that so now you got Coco now you boot up and you can also run your cartridges like your Coco SDC and everything else. Yeah, plugged in the Coco SDC worked perfectly. Right. So, uh, so the next step now, this is something I've been talking about. I've spoken about a few times on the show is uh, is transplanting the innards of this one into that. Okay, that'll be cool. And what are you so going to do for a display? Yeah, that's good. I'm of I'm, there's some 12.1 inch um, TFT LCD monitors that have got um, all the inputs and outputs that I'll need for it. Um, so I'm I'm going to get uh, one of those off eBay and uh, do that. Near the and the other small, or well, not so small, but another minor. Uh, um, well, <laughs> something that's uh, for the show is this thing here arrived. This is what I'm using to do all my fancy camera switching. Mm, it's a, okay. uh, it's a, uh, this, these are normally like, you know, several thousand dollars worth. It's got all multiple inputs. It's got uh, 19 inputs there. It's got four inputs there. You can plug anything into it, composite video, component video, um, computers, whatever. And this does all crossfades, dissolves, switching, fading, wow. um, synchronization, the whole bit. Um, so I've got, uh, it comes in a 19 inch rack. Yeah, I've got, yeah. So I've got three cameras plugged into it at the moment. Um, there's that camera. Uh, uh, where are we? Yeah, nice that rack there, David. Your head's in the way. Your head's in the way. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Uh, Look yeah. at that camera. Camera there. Look at that's the lens on that camera. baby, huh? <laughs> that's the uh, that's the polycom. That's the main polycom camera that's doing that. my uh, my mug shot. That's the pan tilt zoom one that I can control from there. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's uh, they're my yeah. updates. And that I wasn't expecting this uh, this device to arrive until uh, middle of the week. And uh, Australia Post actually excelled themselves and delivered delivered it this morning. Wow! So I thought, all, literally, all only... still driven on solar panels. Yes. Huh. Um, and so I can I can just go back here and. If I want to switch back to... Well, you've got oh, enough electronics in your house now to really give the sun a workout. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so that switches back there to the other camera there, and you can see there in the... That's my setup there, overview of picture-in-picture. Picture, and then picture. if I press that again, press that Crikey. twice again, I can go back to O2, and that'll go back to the computer, back to wow. the other Coco. 
You got so many different or I can, uh, video stuff in there. I can do that and get rid of that altogether, and I can just have my Matrix background. One of these days, you got to host the show. Yeah. Well, actually, um, part of the reason for getting all this stuff was because I don't really, my computer isn't really super powerful, so I don't know whether it'll run OBS with all the extra inputs and outputs if I, if we ever need, if I ever need to do it, you know, to, to, no, to be a streamer or I'm a host or whatever. We can so, certainly uh, try. I figured this thing, yeah, I can use this and can connect Zoom to this and and. Combine. I'm running OBS at the moment on my laptop, actually, so it is running. Okay, David, you know what's going to happen when you start broadcasting? That first day, you'll get one big cloud right over your place. <laughs> block, yeah. block out the sun. Right? <laughs> yeah, and the batteries will go flat. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, that's my um, the, the the cocoa one that I sent to Darren. Apparently, it arrived yesterday, so it's it's at his place now, and, and he's he's headed off to do some other things, so he hasn't had a chance to plug it in yet. But uh, yeah, so another uh, another Aussie exchange, some Aussie coconuts. That's awesome. Trading is awesome. That's for sure. Absolutely. I love trading. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's great. They used to do that in the lunchroom <laughs> in school. Trade desserts, trade sandwiches, trade <laughs> snacks, you know. So, <laughs> one time I yeah. traded a laptop for a 60, no, 1974 charger. Wow. Oh, are you serious? Oh, yeah, really? Speaking of that, so I, because, because I know Ron likes Mopar and likes oh, yeah. Dodge, I, I was at a private collection where I saw some very rare Dodge vehicles. Some of them are like only one of five in the world of these things. So I'm sending um, Ron car porn. I'm taking oh, all these great. pictures of the <laughs> under the hood and the engine and everything else. And I'm, it was good. I'm texting him photos of all these Dodges. <laughs> wow, <so>. look at this. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. yeah. Cool stuff. Well, thanks for sharing, David. Mm. Good. Always, uh, yeah, always heavy, on the, mm. heavy on the tech, man. Lots of AV gear coming from down under with David O'Connor. Thanks for sharing. Uh, who else has got something? It's part of my passion. <laughs> who else has got a, an update or an acquisition or something they want to share with us? Anyone? Anyone? Is that it? Is that the end of I our sharing? No more sharing? <laughs> Nobody else has any yeah. updates on anything they've been working on? It must have been before Christmas. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, did it, has anybody seen the new Star Wars movie? Yeah, I saw Not it. Yet. Okay, yeah. no, no spoilers, but do you thumbs no, yeah, up? No, I was going to say that. Do yeah. we give it a thumbs up? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. It's uh, it was it was pretty good. Okay, I, I give it a thumbs up. So it wraps up things. Yeah, I give it a thumbs up. Star, okay. Star Wars. Star Wars was actually the first movie I ever saw in a cinema in 1977. Oh, wow. I saw the original release. Yeah, so, yeah, me too. It's yes. Mm. My first Star Wars. Yeah, so Star Wars was, has got a special. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, well, we saw it in a drive-in. So, uh, I guess I, oh, well. I, I, guess I, did, I did technically get a, an acquisition. I got the uh, Joey update. Ah, the, with, the, with the, manu- with the uh, labels. Yes. Okay, David Lord gives it a thumbs up. Thank you, David. And what about The Mandalorian? Has anybody been watching The Mandalorian on Disney Plus? Because they just yes, wrapped I up have. season one. I've been watching that. And th- thumbs up or thumbs down, Grant Lady? I would say thumbs up. Thumbs up too. Yep, yep, yep. My my biggest complaint about the Mandalorian was it was a little bit too. It seemed a little too family friendly, and it always seemed like every single episode kind of ended with a nice bow on it. You know, like they 
they they wrapped everything up every week after week and put a bow on the end of it. And so, but you know, uh, I'm not going to give away any spoilers, but let's just say things get better as the season goes on in that regards. I would uh, agree with you on that. Yeah. But they seem to want to. It was a little slow at first, I would say. So you're saying they seem to want to like wrap up each episode? Yeah, every single by episode, the end of the episode. Yeah, it seemed like every episode by the end of the episode put a nice little bow on whatever happened for that episode. You know, and I watch. So, I see a lot of cool. Facebook memes, so the Baby Yoda memes. Yeah, on Facebook. yeah. yeah. <laughs> Did they have uh, the guy from Saturday Night Live sing Star Wars like he was? Oh, at Bill the, Murray Star the, Wars. at the lounge. Yeah, Nick Rivers and Nick Winters. Nothing but Star Wars. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. Bill Murray's cheesy lounge. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I remember when Return of the Jedi came out, people were so mad about the Ewoks. Oh, they're too cute. Blah 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 blah. But now with Mandalorian, oh, Baby Yoda. I know. I know. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) yeah, it's a little bit too much. Oh, one thing. One thing I did, one other quick little thing I did forget to mention that I should mention is when Darren sent me the uh, the Coco 3, he also sent this. Is that a high-res joystick interface? That's what it looks yeah, like, yeah. It is. Okay. It's a Tandy high-res joystick interface. So I found out that for, for Coco Max, I need to do a, a resistor mod inside this and put a switch on it. So I'm going to do that. Okay. Very cool. Uh, well, we know Chet's project update is he's working hard on Digger 3, so we're looking forward to that being released, the final version. Um, very, very cool. Everybody good then? We're done with our updates and acquisitions. Any, how about I roll the the outro and then we'll have parting thoughts then? Sounds good. All right. We're going to roll the outro. This concludes another episode of Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Coco Talk, visit us on the web at cocotalk.live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to cocotalk at cocotalk.live. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our retro swag shop at 8bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, click the Patreon link at our website at cocotalk.live. Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world. Coco Talk would not exist without the community, its cast, crew, and contributors. Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Marenkis, Ron Delvaux, Rick Adams, Jason Riker, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Tom C., Rob Inman, Mark Bosley, Brian Joyce, Ken Riker, David O'Connor, Brian Weasler, Terry Steggy, Nick Marota, John Strong, and many more, especially to Steve Bjork for production suggestions and James Diffendaffer for making my head explode.
Please help support the Coco community by visiting some of its various contributors. A list of resources is available at imacoconut.com. That's I-M-A-C-O-C-O-N-U-T dot com. The Coco Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Sheeler. Mixed, mastered, and produced by D. Bruce Moore. Nick Marota, Nick Marota, Nick Marota. Name so nice, you must say it thrice. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's been out there in the live chat. Matchy Games has been out here. David Lord has been here. Mark Overholzer, Retro Innovations, and DeBruce Moore, and uh, Mark Overholzer, David Lord, Mark Overholzer, David Lord, Matchy Games. James Games came by and said hi. And Terry Steen was out there, Rob Inman, and more DeBruce, and um, uh, Nick Marota, Rob Inman, DeBruce. Uh, we had Al Hartman. <laughs> Al Hartman says, buy Digger 3, get Nightmare Highway for free. Right? That's great. <laughs> Terry Steen, Rob Inman. <laughs> on we Facebook, Jim Gary was out there on Facebook. Uh, a lot of people. We, we've averaged 30-some-odd live viewers. Oh, our good friend Wayne Campbell from California out there. Uh, Tim Franklin. Nick Marota. Strickyak. Uh, Strickyak uh, said, um, Strickyak said, hello from downtown Savannah, Georgia. Hey, Strickyak. And Terry Steen and Matchy Games. And Terry Steen, and you know it. You were there. Um, Facebook. Jim Am I missing anybody? Apparently you missed Retro Innovations. Retro Innovations, yeah. Dave and Sharon Very were out there. And Al Hartman. Nick Marotta. Nick Marotta, I think so. Wayne Aaron said hi, Anybody everyone. really get me? No. Amigos Retro Gaming. Amigos too. Retro Gamings was out there. Um, and then on the panel still, we've got David O'Connor and Mark Overholzer and L. Curtis Boyle and Chet Simpson and Ron Delvo and John Lowry and Nick Marotta and Rob Inman. Jason, the Coco Man Riker, Ben Drakes from Explore VR. Thanks for joining us. I know it's later yes, for you there in the UK, and thanks for sharing with us your first ever game. Uh, it was a pleasure sharing that with you. Grant Leety is here. Uh, I have been your host, Stevie Stroh, and I want to thank all of you guys every week for coming together and making this my best part of my week. And I want to thank everybody who watches our show and who listens to our show. And uh, that's it. Uh, parting thoughts, final words. Uh, David O'Connor. Ah, uh, parting thoughts. <laughs> uh, that's, oh, that's, I don't know. I All can't right, think pass. of anything. I can't pass. think of anything that possibly top David Ladd. <laughs> All right, just, just say pass. Just say pass. Okay, so he's going to pass. pass. Mark pa- Overhoser, pa- this pass. is your chance to steal. <laughs> Any parting thoughts? Uh, 6502 forever 6502 forever boo get a rope get a rope bring him up bring him up all right glad to be here always Uh, we're glad to have you and your golden microphone is really really nice so um l curtis boyle parting thoughts looking forward to all the new hardware and software releases coming out in 2020 and the 40th anniversary of the coco at coco fest absolutely chat simpson parting thoughts yeah, eat your vegetables. Eat your vegetables. Ron <laughs> Delvo, parting thoughts, words of wisdom. Well, we used to have sound effects during the show, but we, we don't have those anymore. I will try that next. Sadly. I'll try to get the soundboard going. Yeah. Um, yes. Okay. 
So parting thoughts are try to bring the soundboard back. Okay. John Lowry, parting thoughts. Um, Well, as we close out 2019, uh, this is a challenging year for me. Uh, Looking forward to uh, 2020 and with my health back in order, I'd like to make it out to Coco Fest, uh, Tandy Assembly and those kind of things. And uh, uh, just happy new year to everybody, to the whole community. Excellent. Great, great words there. Uh, Rob Inman, the host with the most. Any parting thoughts from you, sir? Gimme X. Gimme X. Yeah. Yeah, gimme, yeah, 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 yeah. Gimme, gimme my gimme X. That's right. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. No, I second that. Jason Reichert, any parting thoughts as you're driving driving off to destinations unknown? Destinations unknown. Yeah, I will say Happy New Year from CocoMan.biz. All right, shameful plug. Uh, Grant Leedy. You're on the wrong side of the road, Jason. Going <laughs> <laughs> oh, the wrong way. Be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Grant Leedy, any uh, final thoughts and final words from you, Grant Leedy? Yeah, I, uh, I'm going to make a New Year resolution here on the show that I will not have any live streams <coughs> next year. <laughs> All right. no, he'll, pre- he'll pre-record them now. Yeah, they'll be pre-recorded streams. <laughs> uh, ben no, Drake. Happy New Year, everybody. Thank you, Grant. Ben, thanks for being here. You know you're always welcome, so feel free to jump on at any time. But uh, any final words from you in the U.K.? Oh, just thank you again for playing my game and having me on here again. And uh, I look forward to sharing more Saturdays with you in 2020. Excellent. Well, you're always welcome. And, and invite the rest of the Dragon Folk, too. They're all welcome. You guys are always welcome to come on here. And we, we, I love seeing some of these Dragon games and just hearing about the our, our cousin. Dragon is our cousin. So uh, it's beautiful. And I saved the you, you best skip, for last. Sneak. I saved the best uh, for last. So there we go. Nick Marota, Nick Marota, Nick Marota. You get three parting thoughts and words. So okay, well, <laughs> this will. Uh, I started off 2019 with no cocoa stuff. So thank you to the community for helping me get back into having okay. real hardware and uh, new enhancements. And it's been a really, really great. Uh, Really, really great spending time with you guys every week and throughout the week, and it's been a real blessing in my life. So thank you very much. Okay. So, in other words, we're a bunch of enablers. Enablers. We're a bunch of enablers. So, thank <laughs> you, thank you for helping me get new stuff. Thank you for making me spend money on new stuff that I shouldn't be spending, and uh, thank you for. Okay, there you go, and thank you for the hair, Nick. Um, yeah, one day I'll get it cut. Yes. Especially and, now that it's longer than Curtis. And Salvador that, so. Garcia is saying he can't post in YouTube's chat. I am not sure why, Salvador, but we'll investigate that. Let me know what your YouTube screen name is. I'll make sure somebody didn't accidentally mute you uh, in a previous time because we do have moderators that try to mute people who are spamming or being inappropriate. So we'll have to see. make sure you're not, you haven't been blacklisted on accident. Uh, in any case, we're going to press the button now and end the show. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. It was a great year. It has been a great it was. year. Press the button, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we are pressing the button. Happy three. New Year. There's my parting thoughts. There you go. Happy New Year. Okay, say <laughs> goodbye, Happy New everybody. Year. Happy New Year. Bye. 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 See you next year. Bye. Bye. Bye.